All right, guys, it's Cleveland Moto Podcast number 379. All right. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's becoming substantial numbers. It's good. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in that range, right? There you go. Yeah, a little a little crosstalk, a little harmonics. Between, yeah. <laughs> Kromke's is so plastic sounding. <laughs> mm. So last uh, we talked and you listened, uh, we were getting ready for band camp. And you don't listen very often. Yeah, so. and it was a shit show. I mean, this rec- this podcast was a goddamn shit show. So uh, that was getting ready for band camp. And band camp happened. Dan was there. Uh, it was it was what it was. It was smaller this year because they did pre-registration only to make sure that the people that were there that weren't, you know, that maybe weren't the healthiest people in the world didn't have to worry about 300 people being there spitting on them that weren't... Uh, inoculated, vaccinated, or healthy, right? And it really worked out great. I actually had a fucking great time at band camp because it was a little bit more intimate. It was a little bit chilled out. And uh, and just for people that were thinking like, oh, well, you know, I was going to sneak in. I was going to sneak in and not register. And I was just going to show up. And I just, I'm based on the fact everybody knows me. I wasn't going to register. I was just going to sneak in 11 o'clock at night when nobody's paying attention. Annie threw out, forcibly ejected, her ex-boyfriend. Wow. A dude who showed up and is straight up like, everybody here knows me. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm traveling with a guy and everybody knows him. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't registered. And it, regardless of your politics about a vaccine status, hey, man, when I wanted to go to Costa Rica, when I wanted to go to the Virgin Islands... They have rules about who they let in. And if you play by those rules, they let you in. And if you don't play those rules, you're not allowed in. Somebody will make you leave. And Bandcamp was the same way this year. And it turns out, this guy showed up. He didn't want to play by the rules. He was politely asked to fuck his hat. And he did. And he fucked off. So, amen, brother. Was there any uh, uh, eight-man dragons? This no, year? there were no eight-man dragons. No. I will say... One of the dumbest things I saw was they had brought a four-cycle, 150cc Bejaj, um scooter from like the early 2000s, and they had put the world's least effort trailer I've ever seen. It was two tubafors, <laughs> so it was two tubafors about 10 feet long with one piece of all thread going through the back to make an axle, mm-hmm. with like two wheelbarrow tires on it. Mm-hmm. total expenditure, 11 and a half dollars. Sure. Right. And maybe a, a couch cushion sitting on a piece of wood. Yet that thing did 9,000 laps. <laughs> it never stopped doing circles of the band camp. It never failed. Huh? It never failed. And wow. it was just spitting. And within, I don't know, seven minutes of me arriving naked people on it <laughs> just the, and just getting, you know, shit sprayed at them because it wasn't wet. It wasn't muddy. Yeah. It was just perfect. There was not a hint of a cloud in the sky. It was 76 and a half degrees. You could have walked around naked the entire weekend until the sun got the sun went down and it cooled down very nicely. Mecca mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was sleeping in a child's pop tent, a child's uh, dome tent. And at some point in the night, he got chilly, so he took the rain fly off of his tent and he rolled up in it. <laughs> so he did a Mecca Fresh burrito. I can hear that dude snoring in my van. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He's not quiet. No. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Is there a bear out there? We, we hear it every day at lunch. Hearing, <laughs> it, hearing <laughs> aids for the win. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I've learned to take uh, earplugs to mid-Ohio. Yeah. Right. Not not because of the motorcycles or anything, but because of Mecklefresh. Right. right. He'll be in his RV 35 feet away from my tent yeah. and yeah. wakes me up with this. Yeah. 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 Because it does. It sounds like somebody backing a plow out of your driveway. Yeah. And you're like, is it winter? Did I plow? Did but I he has guy? the back end of his snore is comical. Yeah. Like the front end is grizzly bear. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, like, yeah. And then it'll be like, he does the Larry and Curly. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it only, it only happens every five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's not breathing between the two stories. <laughs> so talking about Johnny Mac being noisy, he had that four by four with uh, the yard trailer behind it. The booby bouncer. Yeah. And it was like the wheels were squeaking. Really, really bad. In the trailer or in the The trailer. So he parked it at our campsite at one point and fucked off somewhere. Yeah. And the guys next to us came over with a can of WD 40 and oiled the wheels because it was was squeaking so much. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Mystery maintenance at band camp. Yeah. I don't know how that thing worked through the weekend, man. It was great. I thought those bearings were going to burn out. Well, the last time the booby bouncer was at Mid-Ohio, we bent, the wheels started like yeah. this, and the end of it, it was like that, yeah. and it was barely moving. Bend them right back again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun. There was a lot of really clever, fun vehicles. There were a lot of strange, odd vehicles there that I was pretty impressed by. Like, everything that was there was kind of like, hey, I, didn't, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. But then there was shit like, I mean, full knobbies, Full, is somebody getting a message? Uh, full knobbies, off-road tires on a Jalera Runner 180 with a full fucking race kit. Hmm. I mean, full race kit. Offered. So that was a, that was cool to see. This is bookie. GTSs. So like, which GTS was always, oh, that's that scooter's too modern for band camp. You don't want to bring a GTS to band camp or a and GT. Now, but now that's like, okay, 2004, 2003, 2002. Well, that's a 20-year-old bike. So those are existing in the world cheap. Yeah, there's which crash means ones out there. They're getting giant knobbies put on them. Nice. No front fender, big fucking suspension, and just ripping ass around that place. Uh, fucking cool. Then you get the kids, because all of our friends are having children, and those mm. children are now teenagers, and the teenagers are now on mopeds. And there was one kid there that did a thousand laps easily. At on least. a moped, at least. And when I started checking him out, he almost hit me one time at night because I was I was making the mistake of walking, right? And at a certain point, you don't want to just walk anymore. You got to be in a vehicle for safety. And I was just wandering around, and I didn't expect a moped at forty five miles per hour. His foot, his leg is out. He's pro flat tracking this thing, and it's a moped with like no rear suspension that isn't the actual frame of the bike, right? And there's Mecklefresh, but he's got a key. Anyway, he's got a key he can get in. He needs a chair. But though. what's fucking hilarious is this kid is just like owning the track. He's got. So by the time Saturday came around and it's like for all the, you know, wine and roses. Right. This kid had that track empirically figured out. <laughs> so when he was cutting a line, he'd get to turn one where if you blow turn run, turn one, you are in a cabin. There is no forgiveness on turn one. Turn one's a left-hander that's uh, it's a 90 degree. It's usually super muddy, but when it's dry, it's all rutted up because of the mud. But if you go a little wide, you are in a porch. You're in a deck. And I mean, you're going to go under this thing in the most violent way possible. <laughs> and this kid had it nailed. So he was going so fast, he would clip the inside marker with his left shoulder. 
but he would tap the like the legs of the deck with his right foot. He couldn't be taking that turn any faster. So, super good job. I mean, the people you just need to chair, John. Uh, but I was so impressed by the skill level of oh. some of these people after they got to their four thousandth, five thousandth lap. Because mm. this is a lot of flat tracking by the time you get done out there, and there's plenty of room. Because you can go through turn three, like by where we were camped, you could get through turn three, eight bikes wide. Wow. You could get through turn four, five or six bikes wide, no problem. But turn one, you can, if you're more than two bikes wide, you're not making it through turn one. Check. So really fun. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking great experience. Uh, Mecklefresh's booby bouncer was a, a huge, every time I turn around, there's other humans in it. <laughs> and it never stopped moving. Yeah. My, my favorite quote was, but my boobies aren't bouncing much. I'm yeah. like, I can't. Right. Do it's that. meant for it's meant for mid-Ohio. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it was it used to be a wheelbarrow, it bounced a lot more. Now it's actually a trailer. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing was you could have been the band camp monorail. Yeah. Because I don't think you ever <laughs> stopped moving. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, nice. I had my cooler in there and a yeah, chair yeah, and everything. Everything you needed was right there with, with you. me, no matter where I went. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little loud, though. The, neighbor, like the, the old guys, they're like, uh, we did you a favor, did you solid? We greased that thing up yeah. because when oh, I yeah. went rambling past their tent at oh dark 3 a.m., they were like, <laughs> and you, all you hear is, if we don't buy an amusement park train, we should buy an amusement park train. I mean... They have these things that are basically a garden tractor with several cars behind it. You, I take, mean, a, you take a garden tractor, put a 55-gallon right. drum on the front yeah. with a smokestack. Yeah. And then the, the cars are 55-gallon right. drums with a two-wheel dolly for each one. For each one. And you hook them all up. Yeah, and daisy like, chain them together. Right. I mean, we, there's a proper, a proper kitty park train that gets brought out every year for Theater Bazaar. Huh? And they take it up to the top floor, the fifth floor of Theater Bazaar, and they run it down. They call it the ghost train. And it's like the obstacles and fog and shit out there. It's fun. It's real creepy. I yeah. recommend mushrooms. But the uh, but it's super fun. But Bandcamp was everything you want Bandcamp to be. It was a big ass field. It was a big ass space. John sent us videos of potato. Yeah, and potato. a couple other things. Bisball. Bisball. Potato yeah. was one of the most heartfelt potato games I've ever seen. Because it came down to Mexican Matt, who is the potato champion and has been all the worldwide meme maker, memes, yeah. meme maker. Mexican Matt, who's one of the three fittest people I know on, in my life. Like, <laughs> he has, there is no body fat on Mexican Matt. He's a marathon runner. And can you imagine that guy who has the endurance of a, of a champion racehorse and you're fighting him over a potato in two that. bales of hay? Right. And then Finley who's second second generation scooter rally person, right? Who was conceived and born at scooter rally, right? Different <laughs> scooter rallies, but who's also young, ambitious, fit. Viral or viral. Yeah, viral. viral. Yeah, virile. And his girlfriend's there, so he's got to... Oh, impress him. He's got to impress the girlfriend, yeah. right? But God damn it, these two I like the two different out. strategies. Like there's yeah. the search right. and there's also the destroy. Right. So if you can be searching, but also stuffing all the straw in your right. in your competitor's face at mm -hmm. the same time, that's very much there, what happens. Okay, I had no Bury idea. Your, your competitor. The skullduggery huh. that came up in this event, because you think I'm just my job is to find a potato, and then get the potato in my hand and stand up with the potato. 
Well, that's a pretty much a one trick pony. That's one thing that has to be done. But you don't realize it's not a needle in a haystack. It's, it's a, a pretty sizable potato. potato in a How haystack. Did they know that somebody didn't like pocket a potato before the event. It's well, extraordinarily well organized. Well, they do every yeah, exactly. every round. They right. take one. Every out. round there's one less potato. So every round there's one less person. It's musical chairs, but with a potato. Well, I, I and get a pile that, but I'm that. just saying, right. like saying, bring have one in your, your own pocket, pocket. Right. When, right. when you dive in. Boom, right, there it is. one yeah. in your sock, one right. in your thing. So every time you're like, hey, potato. Yeah, but nobody's going to give up the hunt, and they go kick the they kick the shit around and make the pile big again. Yeah, you'd get caught. Potatoes are accounted for. But here's the thing that I thought was funny was these guys put so much energy into denial of access. Like that technique, Matt was all too happy to grab Finley and just throw Finley out of the potato area. (laughs) And Finley was all too happy to grab Matt and Gator roll Matt out of the potato area. So then you had access. There's there's MMA going on. There's some serious (laughs) strategy. But watching them was like watching two alligators fighting over a chicken <laughs> because they were not opposed to locking in with each other and just rolling. Death roll. Death yeah. roll. Yeah. I was, look, I love both of those people. Those two people are some of my favorite people in the world. I didn't want to see either of them get hurt. Right. And I know that there were several times I looked around the spectators and they were kind of like clutching their pearls. They were like, <laughs> oh, we should stop this. We should stop this. This has gone beyond There's games. no money involved, yeah. but we should stop this. When people came off the scooters to yeah. dive into the pit, I mean, they were flat out flying through yeah. the air. Skull injuries. Head first. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So Dan, how did you do in potato? <laughs> I uh, Stay the fuck away. As far from that potato as I could. Yeah. I'm too, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah, Ooh, and the Mexicana 400 this year, they took the alcoholic beverages out of the sport, right? So they took the alcohol, like, they, the thing was, we weren't going to try to inebriate you. But a lot of the people have been pre-gaming since Thursday or Friday. Sure. So alcohol was already in the game, whether or not you invited it. But goddamn, these guys were fast. Your friend that was here, the girl? Yeah. Um, you know, she kept tagging you, so you kept right. coming up on, that, that right. post would come up on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, after the podcast, you guys went to Porco? Yep. And uh, Friday morning, she was like, everybody told me to take it easy, but I don't feel so good. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Yeah, pre-gaming at Porco is a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. It's real easy to Christmas get it over Christmas here before you went. Oh, there my God. Yeah. And, and that is a thing that I think everybody, you know, Jesus everybody, everybody realizes real quick about that band camp itself is a marathon. Yeah. So when you go in heavy. Man, you got to really, really go for that. I feel like I'm still trying to catch up on my sleep. Well, and because band camp too, we haven't done it for three years, two or three years. So we're most, out of shape. We're all out of shape. Like, I mean, we're legitimately all out of shape. Was there uh, was there anybody really trying to be a winner this year? Yeah, there were. Uh, there were, and there was also a guy that went to the hospital mm-hmm. from winning too much. <laughs> Remember what so. he said about the bouncing off the porch? Right. Yeah, uh, that guy. That's exactly what happened. He didn't make the turn. He, he didn't ran. make turn one. He The porch monster got him. Got it. So was that a broken leg or broken ankle? I heard Bro- it was a broken, broken leg. leg. I didn't I see heard. it. Broken leg. And so, how, how did our young Oh, friend... actually femur, like here. Oh, really? Like, oh. Not an ankle like this part of the leg. Oh, oh, wow. Big yeah. bone. Big bone. And, and how did shit. our young friend Nick, who finally made it to band camp? Well, okay. Nick is fantastic. My, my highlight of Nick was I'm like, Nick, I want you to go ride around. I'm going to shoot you with some 
room and candles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nick did a great job yeah. for for being at band camp. And he got it. He brought his Rally 200 with knobbies on it. Yeah. Which I was like, please don't break that bike. You broke know? it, fixed it. Broke it, it fixed again. it, broke it, fixed it, broke it, fixed it many times. I saw his picture of, uh, of a large man with a beard yeah. smashing his clutch pack together for him on a chair. So it turns out if you do not have an actual manufactured, built by the manufacturer clutch compressor, yeah. which is basically a screw with several different washers on it, right. and you affect helical pressure on it, and it makes tons of force. I mean, a screw, a bolt, mm-hmm. makes thousands of pounds of force people don't realize when you've got something akin to a half inch bolt and you're putting a nut around it with a wrench Mm -hmm. that you're putting 20 or 30,000 pounds of force against the object that you're compressing and nobody realizes how much helical pressure there is in something as simple as a a bolt and screw or a, a bolt and nut so these clutch compressors have to put literally tons of energy into pushing down on the clutch pack so that you can slide the clip in there, which holds everything together. And I got the message since I was coming back. And I mean, I came back Saturday morning to work at the shop. I I drove down there. I was there for a matter of hours, then drove back to the shop two hours, worked all day like an idiot, then drove back down to band camp because I have special needs and they must be met. (laughs) And band camp's one of the only things that can scratch that fucking itch. A lot of people needed you there, too. I know. I needed to be there, and I was needed. So Nick figured it out. Really big human being Mm -hmm. in a camp chair Mm -hmm. with just the right size socket on the foot of the camp chair to push the clutch pack together and then just have the guy lean more into the chair. Mm -hmm. And it's a variable human press. Yeah. And he just, he did. So Nick nicked the shit out of that. So Nick <laughs> makes and breaks things. In this case, Nick broke something and then he made something to fix it. Good for him. In the form of, don't help, just sit there. I heard he got in a fight with Malort, though. He did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to one. say, I, Dan? Yeah, you know, and the guy gave him the Malort. Right. And he took a sip, and he's like, oh, that's way worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, then the guy it. leaves, and we're like, Nick, just dump it out. Throw it in the ground. He's like, no. He had to. He's like, I'm drinking it. I'm drinking it. Oh, like, God. There was a whole gang of people. A lot of bad decisions. With the Malort. There were. There were a lot <laughs> See, of bad decisions. I was calling James, who was passing out the Malort, my Lord. My Lord. <laughs> my Lord. My Lord. Um, it's... Who wants to get a hold of you so badly? Dude, I need a scooter. I'm going to tell you. You and, see gas prices? And by I the need way, a scooter. It's, it's 8.13 on a Thursday night, 8.13 p.m. Eastern. Sta- Eastern. Uh, just Thursday answer. Night. No, because I, I mean, I know who it is. All right? So I know who it is. I know what they want. But this is totally two and a half hours late at getting it. Right? Yeah. This is the wrong way to do it. So, yeah. They're, what are they going to do? They would have left a voicemail seven calls ago, but now what they're doing is they're hoping somebody picks up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, God damn it. They won't stop calling. I guess I'll pick it up. Right. Right. Exactly. But you know, it's, it's funny to me, the people that do call and I've looked at the caller ID. It's the same person every single time. Mm-hmm. And I did a couple of courtesy, pick up and hang up, pick up and hang up just to send you a message. Yeah. Like fuck off. Yeah. So Bandcamp though, as a whole, the food was amazing. Yeah. There that, was really, really good food to that be That fried had. chicken was fantastic. Yeah, I had a lot of this it. This dude is an asshole. Yeah. Oh, and it's the same guy, right? It's the same guy. Yeah. Right. What? I mean. No, he's not outside the door on fire right now. He's in a different state. Right? Oh, that's even better. It's even better. But anyway, but. You, yeah. Give me his number. Let me 
nothing he could want could happen now. Nothing, right, exactly. But it's funny that, like, somebody's just like, wow, I've called seven times and I've got the voicemail seven times. Yeah, imagine that. Right. I know they're sitting there at 8.20 p.m. just, you know, He's waiting. He's got to be sitting there doing the podcast. Right. Why won't he answer? No, he, he's, I don't think that, he knows about the podcast. But no, anyway. But, I mean, like, yeah. even if he's, like, right. even in Denver, right. it's after 6. Yeah. Which is closing time well, I pretty mean, much. No, anywhere. this guy's in our standard. He's in our time zone. Oh, so he's right. just an idiot idiot. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Maybe he's a nice guy. Now, maybe right he's now left he's me right. seven messages, but our relationship is not such that he could be like, the scooter I haven't picked up from you yet is on fire. No, it's not. It's right here. It's 23 <laughs> feet away from where I am. And we've been working with you to get this thing picked up for like two maybe, weeks. Maybe he's being yeah. courteous. And so he knows that you're not going to yeah. sleep tonight knowing right. that that scooter's not picked up yet. Yeah. And he's coming tomorrow. Well, he was supposed to pick it up two days ago. Gotcha. All right. Right. Well, he yeah. wants to make sure that you know so you can sleep tonight. We've altered our coming. schedule for him twice already. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the extent of our generosity. So this is how Why do you think Phil cool came guy? home from band camp? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, would you guys like to hear about the opposite end of that spectrum yes please so one of our podcast listeners a patreon member by the way decided to come by and put his money where his mouth was and buy a fucking vespa so uh he came by today and he bought a vespa 300 that's super cool that's a good vespa but gavin kohler kohler like kohler like kohler engines kohler uh he came by today and he bought us he brought us a bottle of four roses and then i gave him barrel select Barrel Select, by the way, which is goddamn delicious. Not just like, you know, grocery store bottle <laughs> of Four Roses. A legit bottle that anyone would be proud to own. But what was more fun was him and his wife came in, and they showed up at 10 o'clock to a store that opens at 11, which in case you don't know, if you're in the world of retail, that's a fucking sin. Mm. All right? If the store opens at 11, and you get there before 11, you know what you are? Impeding the opening process. Right? Right? Even if you just say, hi, I want to just stand here and look at you while you're pushing bikes out. You are impeding the opening process. But what he did instead was, my wife and I are going across the street to Dunkin' Donuts, where we will be staying the fuck out of your way until you open, and somebody comes out of the shop and waves at us, because we'll be on the patio. Nice. And they said, would you like donuts? Oh, wow. And I said, thank you. No, I'm working on the girlish figure, but here we are. They did everything right. Guy's fucking awesome. Guy's <laughs> wife is fucking awesome. He saved but then it came to like loading the bike up. And he brought what you civilians would call a ramp uh, for the back of his lifted F-158, you know, 4x4. Oh, the, the- it was an adorable ramp. It only had one, one hinge in it. Yeah. Which, come on, one hinge? Who are you? What are you thinking? And uh, if you'd have folded it over four times, it might work as a wheel chalk. <laughs> it was one of those ramps. Wow. It was adorable. It was cute. It was very lightweight. But here at oh, our look shop, at you. Oh, look at you brought a ramp. Aww. Oh, but then what you end up with is a, at a ramp that's like at a 70 degree angle. Now it's a wall. It's a wall. Yeah, right. So we have ramps here that before you unfold them, they're already good ramps. Yeah, you can go. And then you unfold them and you're like, damn. Yeah. Right. So I told him, I was like, let, let me do it. Let me tie it in. And he's like, well, you know, I... I I've got tie-down straps. And I go, oh, you've got tie-down straps. And usually when people say that, that means they've got some clothesline, maybe seven or eight bungees that used to work. Or they've been to Harbor Freight. Or they've been to Harbor Freight. Something you'd use to bail some hay. Right, right. One-time use straps. This dude had a box that he used as a step to get up into the truck, but then you opened up the box. 
And in the box were four Harley Davidson carabiner equipped ratchet straps. Excalibur of tie-down straps. Truly. And he had all the soft tie-down things and everything mm-hmm. else. Like, the guy had truly thought about it. Well, those Canyon straps, Dancer, Canyon Prancer. Right. Can- Canyon, Canyon yeah. Vixen, Downer and Blitzen. Yeah. yeah. Well, those Harley straps have to hold, what, about 1,800 pounds? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's No, it, he did. He, he truly came. He came to win. Nice. And he won. And so I showed him all the tricks for tying the bike in. What stuff. color? What color did he get? He got a, what they call Grigio Delicato, which is delicate gray, mm. which is like, um, it's like silver that a Smurf peed in. Okay. Mm. It's just a little bit blue. There's a hint of blue in it. So yeah, 300 CC. Baby blue, blow me off. Yeah, but it was, but it was super cool. And again, he yes. said, podcast listener. So he identified himself when he came in and then of course, give us a bottle of, Good fucking booze. Nice. Gave us a great bottle of booze. But then once I tied the bike in and used all my funny fucking lines, because anybody who's ever been here knows, like, I got a patter, right? I talk to people. Yeah. And we have a, we have a good time when people are buying a bike. Yeah. And you might learn a thing. So at the end of it all, he's like, I'm buying you guys lunch. So he bought us the pizza in there. So there's uh, Ohio's uh, City Slice Pizza is over there right now. And uh, the one that's got the peppers on it, there's one that's got peppers. Shit is hot. Like, I ate it, and I was like, I was sweating. I was sweating so hard eating pizza. I never sweated that hard eating pizza. And then I was like, no, that's that's way too much. But, I mean, I'm... You've obviously never been home alone on a Friday night, sad, crying and sweating, eating just lots of pizza. No, I don't. Oh, okay, right, right. And I don't really super like, and I don't like super hot food. Like, we used to joke all the time that, like, Joe Hongosh used to, like, Taco Bell mild sauce. Yeah. And I was like, Perfect. And he's like, you're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so then I ate this thing and I was like, no, it's pretty hot. So then Renee ate it and she's like, no, that's really fucking hot. And then James ate it and James can eat the ass out of the devil's horse, man. Like mm-hmm. James does not give a shit about how hot stuff is. Mm-hmm. And James had somebody, he's like, and he, I came back and he was out there. He was doing the meat sweats. So Except he for came the out. one chip that killed him. <laughs> that is one of those bullshit one chip challenge things. And that even being in the room with us, yeah, that, that thing was horseshit. Like... So speaking of hot sauce, yeah, I, I hooked up with Smith on Saturday to go for a ride, and his wife had bought some, and she gave me an extra one. It's called Truff, T-R-U-F-F. Right. And it's not hot. I Are mean, you sure it's not called Truff? No. Well, <laughs> that would be T-R-U-U-F. Oh, yeah. that would be T-R-U-U-F. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's got it's little over mild spiciness. Okay. But it's flavored with truffles and other stuff. Oh. Holy fuck. Fuck, is oh, it good? Good. I've been putting it out everything. It doesn't just burn your face off. Oh. Yeah. Cereal in the morning. A little shot of truff on it. A little shot of on it. Yeah. So Mrs. Mrs. Smith. Cinch at night. Also go with yeah. coffee. A little yeah. shot of truff on her. Put, it, put in your coffee. Oh, yeah. Coffee. What about introductions? This is the... Uh... Yeah, so to my immediate links, well, we had to wait till he was here. Yeah. Johnny Mac. And to his immediate left. Steve Sleepy. And... Chris Smith. And to his left. Dan Crumkey. And to his left. Steve Hofford. And no Oscar tonight. And I think maybe we figured out some math on this one. <laughs> it's, it's like when your lady friend's around, you may or may not be at the podcast. There's that kind of a thing. And that's I, okay. And, She's cool. And I respect the living hell out of that. So that's so cool. We got to hang out with her a little bit. Yeah, we did. We got to spend some quality, quality band camp time with I Sarah. I played some guitar for her. Oh, you did? A very derogatory song, which she enjoyed. Oh, cool. I Excellent. I won't go into the lyrics and the details, but it was that. 
<laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> I use the word that rhymed with door a lot in the song. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yep. Score. I, I, score. Right. Um, here's an interesting thing. So <laughs> we sitting here going through words. Ignore. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, not. I mean, not to be silly, but we did talk about how recently or not so recently we were featured on an episode of the people's court. Yes. And so we were featured on an episode of the people's court about a month ago. And as a result of that, we got a few phone calls, nothing that led to a sale, but we got one particularly nasty fucking review on Google. We got a one star review thanking us, you know, basically saying that we're assholes for keeping a guy's deposit on people's court. Is now, non-refundable a non-refundable deposit, but even to to take it more f- further, you know, to get on the people's court, this particular case had been through. Well, let's start. It started with the Better Business Bureau. It started with a credit card company when a guy tried to do a chargeback, and they said, "Nope, Phil's right. He keeps your money." And then when that wasn't good enough for him, then it went to the Better Business Bureau, and they were like, "No, Phil's right. He gets to keep your money." And then he went to the state attorney general's office, the AG's office, and the AG's office said, no, Phil's right, he gets to keep your money. And then he went to the city of Cleveland, filed a small claims case against us, and they said, no, he's right, you get to keep your, he gets to keep your money. Where else can he go now? He went to the people's court. All right. When you've got a problem and you can't work it out. <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> sometimes it's better to take your problem to the people's court. Done, done. But you didn't have to do it, right? Done, done, done. I wanted to do it, Steve. I'm an attention whore. I didn't have to do it. But you're not like like subpoenaed. Rhymes with door. No, no, I did not. I did not get subpoenaed by the people's court. (laughs) No, I mean I didn't know. I mean it's not a legitimate court, right? No, it's not a legitimate court. No, it's completely refused to testify. There's, there's, there's kangaroo court and then there's TV court. <laughs> I want to get a failure to appear notice from the people's court. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. We're going to have to impound your car and your license and take you to jail because you got a failure to appear at the people's court. What are they going to do? Take away your fucking TV? I got called for jury duty on the people's court. You got jury duty on the people's court? Oh, fuck that. Dude, it's hilarious. And it is, it is outrageous. But anyway, but it was kind of good TV, right? It kind of was good TV. And so they have to air it twice before they will let that, you know, property. They air it once when it's fresh, and then they air it a month later. And then they will give me, apparently, a link so I can share it with all my friends. After it's been sent out into the public domain and other people well, could have yeah, recorded it. Well, yeah, and like, I mean, honestly, Who's at home at 1 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon watching TV? Grandma. The people who leave me one-star reviews for what I did on the People's Court. Yeah, and Dan, and Dan Kromke. <laughs> <laughs> I watch that shit live every day. Want me to T-vote for you? Yeah, I never watch. Okay. <laughs> but but I'm, so, I'm at home watching TV at 1 p.m. a lot of times. A lot of times, right? It's like yeah. I just got up. Right. Because <laughs> you're a vampire. So uh, so last time I read our review from the People's Court, I read the review to the podcast people because I thought they'd get a kick out of it. And what people don't realize is when you're a business, a one-star review is weighted so heavily that a, if you have 150 reviews and the vast majority of them are five stars, 
one one-star review can knock a hundred five-star reviews down to a four-star. It's just the dumbest theory well, in the world. Well, you can't have a five a five average if you have one one one, 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 star. one star. Exactly. You're right. always it's going to be a four point nine. Something. Thank you. Or or worse, right? So I have now received a one-star review from my second person. How I know the People's Court aired today, the episode in question. And the episode is called Scooting Around the Issue. Do you think these are friends of this guy? Oh, I don't care. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they are. But Maybe anyway, so in the interest of disclosure, I'm going to go ahead and read our one-star review from Felicia Peguero or Peguero. I just saw this on People's Court, and I agree. Do not do business with this place! Exclamation point. To keep someone deposit due to be denied finances is a ripoff! Exclamation point. I understand a restock fee may be necessary, but you know you were probably able to sell that scooter, so you are making more money. Now, what if five people come into your shop and only two approve? That means you got to keep the other three money at five hundred each. Bad business. Good business. Great business. <laughs> I, in fact, I'd like it if 400 people came in and I got to keep the other 300 people money at 500 <laughs> each would be the best business. So I did reply. Uh, I, I just said, still give you a one star because at that very moment you could have gave him a refund. So she replied to her own comment, by the way, which I thought was pretty classy. Still give you a one star because at that very moment, you could have give him a refund of the $425 to show that good faith effort. How do you know he didn't have 700 credit score? He could have been denied on having too much money going out versus too much money coming in. You were assuming he did have a 700. Again, I'm almost certain that very same scooter you had, you sold. You are a ripoff, and it's your policy that everyone pays deposit. I'm sure he's not the only one you have rip off. As for having a business, I do run a business, and oftentimes I do pro bono. Well, first of all... Tacos are a lot cheaper than scooters. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, sorry. And uh, just so you understand, I just wrote back, not everyone who applies for financing pays a deposit. Only people who place an actual order on a particular bike. She's an English tutor. If you come into my shop today and we decide to buy a particular bike, you are going to make a $500 deposit to secure or order the bike. We give you 14 days to supply the balance. The first thing we did was offer this guy a $75 restocking fee. That was the first thing we did. We offered right off the bat. We were like, dude, yeah, I'll undo all the paperwork. I will, re I will resubmit to get another MCO, which costs me money. Sure. I will resubmit and pay the the FedEx to get another MCO, which is going to cost me about a hundred bucks, but I'm going to charge you a $75 restocking. What people fee. don't understand right. is you're not putting a deposit down on a plate that right. you just put back on the shelf. Right. And it's like, well, there's yeah. the plate. No, we filled out an application yeah. for title. There's like all kinds right. of right. shit that goes We did all kinds it. of fun stuff. You're for buying it. a fucking vehicle in your name. And this guy ghosted us for two weeks, said nothing until I chased him down on it and said, Hey man, you put a deposit on this bike three weeks ago. What's going on? Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I got some finance problems or whatever. I got really good credit. I got, and that's what everyone's talking about, his really good credit. But With no proof. Well, but the judge asked him, I was like, well, can you show me a denial letter? Can you show me a credit report? Can you show me a denial letter that says, despite you having a 700 credit <laughs> score, 
We're denying you. Right. And he couldn't find that. He couldn't submit that to the judge. Your Honor, I don't have those documents. Despite your 14-inch cock, we can't make you a porn star. I know. It. I know. And so, you know, but the next thing we heard was that the credit card company was like conducting an investigation to see whether or not he should get his 500 back. And the, con- the credit company said he shouldn't. Right. Because he made a deposit. And I think what these yeah. people don't fucking understand, and I can say firsthand yeah. sitting here for fucking eight weeks or whatever. Right. Yeah. You every volunteering. single yeah, volunteering. Volunteering. Every single person that you've talked to, like when you're selling them a bike, you tell them thirteen times this is a non refundable deposit. Which you are I purchasing the motorcycle. You even have to say. No, but you right. do. It's right. not like it's not right. like you keep that it's not like it's a hidden fact. Right. And then you spring it on them when they decide yeah. they can't fucking buy the bike. And they're like, Oh my god, I didn't know about this. This coffee contains caffeine and it right. may be hot. Right. And it's in a cup that could be spilled. And did I mention it's got caffeine in it and it's hot? I mean, you're literally one second away from like, please sign here saying that you've listened to what I fucking said. Well, you do. when They do. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually pretty handy when people say that I didn't know when I actually hold up the piece of paper with their signature is exactly one inch away from where it says a non-refundable deposit. Judge? Yeah. Here's a signature. Well, and that was what she said, too. And she was just like, you done fucked up. Like, you know, she, she's very, she's a very sweet judge. She obviously knows exactly what she's doing. And it's there. But it's funny that people will be angered at the television and then look me up and give me a one star review because the judge agreed with me. Ouch. So there you go, folks. Now, if you would like to write a spicy comment. This is on Google Cleveland Moto. Um, yeah, go ahead and uh, chime in, and maybe you might have a take on that whole thing. Uh, maybe I say we find out what Taquisha, what's her name? I think it strikes a chord with people who got screwed because they yeah. paid a down payment, right. and they also got screwed out of their down yeah. payment because right. they couldn't. Right. So then they're like, I'm oh, going to do a deep dive on her business yeah. and see what kind of, what kind of ethics Ooh. she has. Well, you better watch out because she does pro bono work. I heard it. I do pro bono work too. Every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I consider myself a rank amateur. But I do pro bono work. So, yeah. But anyway, I thought that was hilarious that we got a one-star review for what? People's the People's Court. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of a badge of honor, to be it honest is, with you. I've writer. gotten two one-star reviews for us, our, for what we've done on the People's Court, even though we won both times. Right. This is pretty funny. Maybe they just didn't like the way you looked. You ever think of that? Maybe? Well, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you've seen me, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, golden, there's a golden face to go along with his golden right. voice. Yeah. <laughs> So would you comp and the, black uh, horns. the judge a uh, <laughs> scooter? Well, do you know what's funny is when you watch the thing, I, I don't know if it made it to the edit because I haven't seen the thing yet because they got it locked down like Fort Knox. But at some point, the, the judge, she goes, now, Phil, you do realize that you're in front of an entire country of viewers. This might be a wonderful time for you to extend a courtesy Maybe do something gracious for the plaintiff. Um, would you like to take this opportunity to perhaps make an make an uh, make a gesture? Say it, Judge. Say it. And I said, I think I see where you're going. <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I'm not going to give him his deposit back here on the People's Court, despite you telling me I don't have to. You told me I don't have to. You told me I was right, Your Honor. You're right. You told me I was right. And I believe that I'm glad this came to this after six or seven different agencies all agreed that I was right. I'm glad that now even 
you agree that I'm right. That's great. But I'm not going to give him his deposit back out of principle. Right. Because I think it's important we send a message to people that when somebody says, I'm giving you a deposit to hold on to a thing, that we are in a contract and I will hold on to the fucking thing. And I won't welch on you like you won't welch on me. Right. Like how much money did it cost you to have that bike there? Yeah, of course you could sell it at some point. Right. But at some point, since you're holding it for three weeks, you might have right. been able to sell no. seven other bikes. I told three people it wasn't for sale. I told three people right. it was sold. Right. None right. of those people took me to people's court. None of those people took me to the AG. None of those people took me to the but better business. That, that cost well, you money though. Of course it did. Her point was that yeah. the person who wrote in was her point was that he should have gotten his money back. Right. Well, the point is, is that you could have sold it for more. Right. And I that's did. happened to all of us. I mean, that's happened to us. We make mm-hmm. a deal with some guy. Yeah. You, you know, you, you have a deal yeah. made and somebody comes along yeah. and they offer more money and then you lose that. Bust so, a deal, face the wheel. So he put the money down. Right. So that you wouldn't, so that that was his. Yeah, that yeah. was his. It's the same all so across the board. I mean, it protects both parties. Right. It's not exactly. just protecting you; it's protecting him too. If you, I don't know how much did if the you judge... run a bed and breakfast and you don't cancel it in time, you're going to pay some money. Exactly. So how much did, like did Judge Susie want you to, uh, as a goodwill gesture, give up? Well, the original, the whole reason, the whole reason this whole thing exists was over a five hundred dollar deposit. Maybe she was hoping you. You know what? I'll split it down the middle, and I'll give him two fifty. So she could show a win for both people, you know, like this right. win-win. Yeah. yeah. So was it uh, Judge Judy that wrote the uh, No, it's the Judge, shit Judge Milan. Milan wrote the shit review? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had this shit on lockdown, and then People's Court had to come back without Wapner. Yeah. it's a, And it is a really, I mean, that's a funny thing, but... When it comes down to it, it's like so it's so funny that in our world, in our society. Okay, well, let's see the people that I the credit card that I used said I didn't have a right to get my money back. Okay, and then the Better Business Bureau, which has no power whatsoever in the world, but is pro consumer, said I don't have a right to get my money back. So then I went to the attorney general's office and they said I didn't have a right to get my money back. So then I went to the city of Cleveland small claims court. And I didn't get my fucking way. So I went to the people's court on yeah. television. Oh, I went to the television court. And it is kind of fucking embarrassing when it comes down to it. It's just like, come on, man. Did, you're did they make you sound crazy. like an NDA or anything? What's that? The people's court? Yeah. No, it's on television. So you could just, I mean, you just go in there and it's like a case that you would go to the normal court. And then she decided. You didn't even then, go in there. You, you didn't. You I did it all on Zoom call. Yeah. Oh, no, because I just wondered, I mean, do they, is it binding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When so, you agree to participate in the people's court, both parties are saying that they will go along with whatever Judge Milan says. But there's a secret kicker. And imagine if you would, the number 500 slots in very nicely here. Because in the people's court, whether or not Sleepy's arguing over his $4,000 deck, or you're arguing over $250 Ruger, Remington, whatever the fuck it is that some gunsmith fucked up, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because the people's court pays you, even if you are Johnny Q loser, I lost 500 bucks. And if you're Johnny Q winner, I won, you get 750 bucks. So the winner gets 750. So it's win-win. And the loser gets a $500 appearance fee. So he's even. 
He's even. So he's fuck whole. everybody. He's exactly. So fuck everybody. Right. That's exactly right. And he wasted my time by dragging me through five, four or five different agencies. But the point being, don't put down a deposit on something unless you really want to buy it. And then the other point is, if I put a deposit down on something and you renege on the deal, well, then fuck you. Right. Because, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I tell him, come on back in next week and put down another deposit. See in court. Once a week. See right. in people's court. <laughs> well, you know, as we can just cut to the chase. As yeah. our critic, as our critic says, well, then if I put if I write three credit refusals, I've made fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> so there's a person who has an empirical understanding of the way the motorcycle industry works. So there you have it. And your profits higher on that than it would be on selling the bike anyway. Again, again well, exactly. I had, a, I had a situation where I wouldn't put down a down payment. Absolutely. They're like, oh, well, can you put down a down payment? I'm like, no. no. I mean, that car's been here for right. three months. Absolutely. I don't see a line of people waiting to come pick it up. You had to dig it out of the middle of the lot, and the battery right. was dead, and you haven't yeah. even cleaned it out. So, no, right. I don't feel like no. I need to. And you don't need to. Absolutely Well, somebody not. else could come along and buy it. Sure, they could. There's a million other cars just like that. 21 I, days ago, that car was still there. What have you? And he went and came back. My man, how about just 100 bucks? My man, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> Abib wants his hundred bucks. <laughs> how about once you get it running, right. I'm gonna take it for a test drive. Right. If it seems okay, I'm gonna buy it. Right. What's and the there's no, yeah. No down payment. There's and, and no by the I mean for people, I do this every single day. The folks that come in that will look at something like a TNT one thirty five. Would you run somebody's credit if they refuse to put down a down payment? I do it all if the time. I, if I said I have I have eight hundred credit as long as you score, look, if you tell I'm me, willing to fill right. out all the paperwork. Oh, right. You ask for a down payment. Right. I say, hey, I don't got the 500. Right. I don't really want to do right. that. Just run my credit. Right. If it comes back. It's good. We're good. I'll buy it. Somebody I else comes along I think I did that seven times it. today. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I get people all the time calling in. They're like, well, I can't. I mean, look, there are a lot of people who are in very fi financial dire straits. There are a lot of people that really don't have a lot of bonus money to be playing around with. Now, I don't think those people should be buying brand new silly motorcycles, uh, but they do. And like the guy's got like the guy's literally holding a baby that looks really hungry and he's <laughs> buying a motorcycle that can at best be consider considered a bad purchase. Well, right. Strawberry two stroke is a good enough. That's baby. good enough formula. Right. For anybody. But it does happen all the time. And people realize this. Like a lot of people make purchases based on, well, the 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 the, the document there says it's seventy one dollars a month mm -hmm. and I have a seventy one dollar surplus. After I buy my baby formula, right. I have 71 extra dollars every single month. Pre-inflation. Whatever, right? And it's hilarious when people come in. I'm like, you do understand that that $71 a month that that company is advertising is not counting your down payment. It's not counting your tax. Insurance. It's not counting maybe a $125 application fee because some of these companies are fucking evil. And it's also not counting... Sure, you might at this very moment qualify for 3.9 financing, but they might change that in six months and it might be 9.9 or you might miss one payment and it's 29.9. Yeah. Right. So I, it kills me because I'm so careful about not putting people in a predatory situation. I'm the opposite of all dealers who are just like, dude, just get them to sign the finance paperwork. That's it. And then we're good. You know, you got to sign so many finance paperwork. But it's a different thing. And Let's say the guy comes back in and says, I want to buy a bike. Yeah. yeah. Would you apply the $500 towards the new bike that he actually buys? Curiously, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because I have given a lot of people that have 
welched on a deposit. So people have said, and because, you know, in this market right now, you go to the Honda dealer and you say, I'd like to buy the new monkey. I'd like to buy the new Grom. I'd like to buy the new Goldwing. And they're going to say, thank you. Give your deposit right now. The bike will be here in six months. So we've had a lot of people though, that their life has changed, right? And so now I may have spent five hours with you talking about this bike. I may have done research finding you this bike. I may have ordered you this bike outside of my normal order program, which by the way, I do have to pay for that. That does cost me 500. I'm putting out my money to order the Dingleberry purple, you know, Yamaha, whatever the fuck it is you particularly want. I'm adding that to my order. And in the case of my vendors this year in particular, to get that, I got to show them earnest. I can't just write it on a line and say, send me 27 of those. They don't want dealers to do that. They want to make sure they have deal customers lined up before they just send you inventory because inventory is at a shortage right now. Yeah. So we are prepaying. We are pre-buying these units to mm. make sure that they're getting to the customers in a timely fashion. But yes, John, I have taken many customers and said, look, you understood when we signed this paperwork that you were making a deposit on this vehicle. We have played nice together up until this point. But now at this point, you're saying whatever's happened in your world, you need that money back. You need that money back. You've been waiting 21 days. The bike's not here and you want that money back. Now I'm telling you, I absolutely don't have to give you this money back. Judge Milan said so, right? The people's court said so. The attorney general said so. The Lakewood court said so. I haven't found a lawyer yet that says I don't. And if you are a lawyer, I'd be interested to hear more. But here's the interesting thing. I have told every single one of those people, I will hold that for six months. I'll hold it for a year. If you change your mind, your situation changes and you're back flush again, that money's in the bank as far as I'm concerned. Come and get your bike. We'll, we'll start the machine over again. I'm not burning your money. It's still here. You got a month. Play it out. Go ahead. You got a year. Play it out. Oh. Um, not to change the subject. Yeah, please do. But there was a certain bike that somebody did obtain financing for. Yeah. And screwed it into the ground. And there was an issue. And I just wondered if that issue was, that issue played out. Which bike? We're still playing on that game. That game hasn't played out yet. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not. Well, I, you know what? Yeah. Here's, I, I think, no, I think we should let that one simmer. Let's let that one marinate a little while. Because that's a real situation. That's somebody where that's somebody says... That's an open case. That's an open, open case. investigation. We're going we're gonna to see what happens. We're going to give the parties involved, the manufacturer involved, a chance to help that customer get back on their bike and get out rocking and rolling like a normal person. But in the meantime, right now, boy, you're right. That's, that's like, whew, pay $25,000 for a bike and crash it three days later? Damn. It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. Plus... We have the situation of like, okay, how quickly can, can that company get the customer the parts to get the bike back on the road again? Meaning customer, I'm sorry, me, the dealer, the guy who paid for the bike, right? Because um, the other guy wrote his name on a finance application, but in order for me to make that bike materialize and sell, I actually had to pay for it. The customer had to sign his name on a finance app. I'm the one who actually came out of pocket over 20 grand. So for me to get that bike back on the road again, you know, the customer may have made one payment so far. The customer may have got $300 into this game, maybe 500 to put a deposit down. But uh, right now, the customer is me. Yeah, so we'll see how quickly I can get those parts. 
So, Hoff, do you have a deposit down on anything? Like a hunter cub or something like that? Well, we, they didn't, I mean, I've bought so many bikes from them. Yeah. They don't, they didn't even take a deposit. So. Right. Yeah. <coughs> for the DAX. Yeah, but I think the it's DAX kind of vaporware anyway. Well, I mean. So are they going to take a deposit for vaporware or are they going to say, oh, now we can order one. Right. Can you bring a deposit? Well, in? that's because Honda's too busy making these uh, CL300s that we were saw today. I would, oh, uh, oh, you guys, man. Way to fucking twist the knife, man. Way to twist the fucking knife. Oh, That's dude. a rendering, though. Yeah, I do have a deposit no, on a tow motor, though. I just don't yeah. like that they're, all the new Hondas are blacked out. They're murdering them out too much. Paid three grand for it. Needs chrome. Oh, you can't have at a least CL. a piece of chrome on it. I know. Ran when parked? Yeah, no, it, she told me today it runs. Yeah? Yeah, so... Now I have a Does six, it lift? That's my now first that's six a sexy vehicle. bike. Look at that oh. fucking bike. See, now that if they'd made that again. I mean, but that's a Honda CL250. That's a motorcycle that actually existed. That's a motorcycle that you could buy. Yeah. Right? That's a real, real motorcycle that, that Honda manufactured. It's a scrambler, right? And what everybody wants, and I, I mean... How about scrambler? How about the scrambler thing was so like last six years ago. It is, and it and was. And now Honda, the, the inventor right. of the scrambler almost, right. is now finally going to try to make a scrambler. Right, right. And you know, but Honda is notorious for getting to the party stupid late. Fucking lag. Fucking last. Always last. And it's so true that Honda is notorious for letting everyone else take the risky moves. And then they show up with the bike that could put you to sleep if you were on fucking 19 rails of cocaine. Like, oh, I could sleep on 19 rails of cocaine. Super high quality. It'll be the best possible bike you could <laughs> right. have. Right. But nobody will want to buy it because they're already done with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, because scramblers were so last century. We if lost go, money on those bikes right. because nobody bought them. Because, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Not for nothing. If you want a... Motor, motor, motorcyclesports.net. And then do a CL300 to see the new rendering of this horrible fucking thing. We're talking, we were talking about 700cc bikes. You know, like, the, there's the Tenere 700. Mm-hmm. We're talking about bumping the Versi up to 700. Mm-hmm. Where's yeah. Honda? No, now they're talking about they're a They're talking about right, yeah. But they're going to be late. They're going to be the last oh, of one Of course they're going to be late. Yeah, but it's going to be that dog of an engine in there. Yeah, and I really do feel like... Our coupons the, the NC. That NC yeah. engine, would you... Want to trans up with an NC engine, or would you want to trans up with a an engine that revs to ten grand? Well, no, but that's right. what they said that they're using the block and stuff, but it's going to rev like a normal motor. It's not going to have a red line of fifty eight hundred, six thousand RPMs. Cammed on the, on the twenty on the the trans out. I thought a beautiful bike would be the. We'll see it when it the, happens. So. Yeah, I know. Give so, me the Africa twin motor in right. a, a lightweight aluminum spar frame, a road bike, a sport bike. And tune the shit out of the Africa twin motor. Right. Give it 120 horsepower in a very light bike. It would be super. This It'd be a um, 750 in that in, in that in that. Okay, you can nice. do both if you want. Right. This picture that they have this 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 rendering this this photograph. First of all, what the fuck is hanging under? It's and I'm, I'm going to say this quiet. I'm going to say this quietly, just to see if anybody picks up on it. What component is hanging at least four inches under the bash plate? And I'll emphasize the word bash plate. Right. Nothing should ever be under 
the bash plate unless you want it to be bashed. Well, that's like if you put right. your athletic cup underneath your balls. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'm a little different. I like to keep the, my, my nuts on the outside of my cup. Yeah. Right. Because that's the way I roll. Yeah. Right. I like to wear my boxing gloves on the inside of my body. Right. Right. But this is seriously, this motorcycle at first blush is stupid. Yeah. And on better inspection, it's really stupid. It's a dumb bike. We know why it starts. We know why it's so stupid. Right. Because it's a Rebel 300. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. In, in scrambler clothing. Yeah, so right. it can't be any. It started stupid. But look at the exhaust. The whole exhaust pipe is like they, they looked at the worst Chinese bikes on Alibaba. They and were did. Like that will work. That's yeah, exactly what they we have to. Honda puts the catalyst in the pipe. Where it comes down. Do you put the exhaust on a scrambler? Not underneath the Up bike. high. Yeah. So why do you put the part that the exhaust travels through four inches below the actual motorcycle? And run it up. Right. That's dumb. Yeah. That's dumb. I First, I couldn't tell whether that was the exhaust or a sub-sub-subframe. Right. Like, I was like, this is just a dumb-looking motorcycle. And then the gas tank has no shape at all. Right. It's just like, it looks like it's supposed to have a front. It looks like on the old three-wheelers when you took the little ears off the front of the gas tank, and that right. was what was left. So that, that is or is not just a rendering. That is an actual bike. I think they went off the patent, and they rendered what, you know, like the parts yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, it, it might change a little bit, yeah. but that looks pretty accurate to right. what Honda's been doing. There's a, the yeah. 500, the CL500, there was some, those were a little, a lot better looking. I actually kind of wanted to take the two. The one had a better exhaust. The one had a cooler tank. I like the aluminum brushed aluminum tank. But the scrambler's going to be a problem. For a factory scrambler like that, where are you going to put the catalyst? I mean, even if, if you had Six inches away from the exhaust port. I know, but what I'm saying is if it'll come up, it'll be near your knee. It'll no. be near your... It'll be in the tube. So there's the this fat guy little, sitting here a little bomber. on this picture. Yeah. And so the motorcycle in question, right... The bike in question is a Honda. You look really good in that. Yeah, thanks. It's a Honda. <laughs> that bike is a Honda. So the machine that's there is the genuine G400C. And the genuine G400C is manufactured for them by a company in China called Shine Ray. Shine Ray has the license from Honda to continue building this XR400 motor that is Great also... Motor. It's a great motor, four valves, twin exhaust, uh, twin exhausts. It's used in the Honda GB 500. It's used in every XR 400, 350, 500, 600, 650. It's all the same guts. It's wonderful at making torque. It looks dead, dead sexy, I might say, as a scrambler. And Honda already owns all of this. This is all right there. Honda could pull the same shit they pulled in 1999 with the, oops, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we didn't really get rid of the Helix. We didn't really do that. Don't hate us. Don't, don't send your angry cards and letters. The 1999 Honda Helix is coming back. We're bringing it back. Don't be angry at us for the reflex. We're bringing back your pride and joy, lazy boy couch, helmet goes in the back, Honda Helix. We're just going to buy them back from the person we licensed them to called CF Moto. Mm -hmm. Right? That's all they did. 
And the very next year, you could go to your Honda dealership and you could buy a Honda Helix that came with a handwritten note from Soshito Honda that said, we're so sorry we took this bike away from you, you old crusty piece of shit, <laughs> right? Here's your bike back, stupid. Now we're going to charge you an extra $2,500, right? Because we have this shit made in China now and you're paying a punishment tax because you could have bought for the same money a Reflex 250 that was modern. But instead, you bought some outdated shit that was farmed out to China. But Honda was happy enough to charge you for the Honda badging. That's and a it, long letter. And all you have to do is tap it. That's you tap it, letter. and you know exactly what it is. And because absolutely, Honda has done this before. Honda has sold their tooling. Honda has sold their motors. Honda has sold their shit. Well, the reason they didn't want to buy the Reflex is because the Reflex uses those uses a YTX 14S yes. instead of a YTX 14BS <laughs> and it's an inch shorter and the BS battery won't fit in the... <laughs> so they brought back an entire dead motor scooter <laughs> that had been around since 1983 or Dude, the whatever, 86. brilliant thing that Hoff ever did was put the BMW roundels on his. Right. Yeah, because I, every time you went anywhere, people are always like, "What BMW is that?" And they get in discussions. Like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 and mine's held together. It's like '92 zip ties right. yeah. on it. Yeah. It's exactly I, right. I got in trouble. I broke a piece of plastic on it. He's never going to let me live it down. Nice. How do you know you did it compared to any of the other? I did it in plastic. front of him on purpose. Oh. I'm like, we had to shut. He's trying to get to the brake switch because it wouldn't start. Yeah. So, I'm like, so now I hit. So just, the just the, take this off. <laughs> And then okay. pull this off. So you, we were diagnosing the problem on it. It would start up. It would idle. You give it gas, it would die. Yeah. So, you know, you figure main jet or whatever. It's not that. Right. It's got a control. It's got a, a vacuum shut off. Right. Yeah. But it also has in the ECU. fuel pump. Right. A signal from the ECU sends a pulse to the, the fuel pump. To pump, and I imagine when you let off yeah. the throttle, it stops pumping so that you, you know, because you're, you're not working against that vacuum cutoff. Right. So the fuel pump would do the initial pump, pump, pump. It give would you pump a few once. pumps. It would pump once or twice, and that was it. But right. then once it was running, it would never pump again. Right. It's exactly right. So I jumpered it out so that it would pump all the time. And for John's sake, I put a huge toggle switch. <laughs> no, nice. so it's not a toggle switch. It's a light switch. Oh, it's a light switch. <laughs> it is a literal <laughs> light switch. <laughs> I got my dates wrong. So it is pretty funny that Honda pulled the Helix in 1999. They, they pulled it. It was gone. It was not there anymore. Um, it, technically, in the United States, it lasted as long as 2001, and it was replaced by the Reflex. 2001. By 19, I'm sorry, by 2004. In 2004, it came back. And it's funny because they murdered off the Reflex and the Helix both in 2007. So they realized that, and their price was identical. Like, it was hilarious. You could get a Reflex that had big wheels, big tires, hauled ass, was super great, aerodynamic and did everything great. Or you could get a Chinese-built Helix for the same exact money. And people fell for it. Like Americans were like, that's good. They finally brought it back again. I respect them again. <laughs> right. For 2000, right. listening in RV I want my Helix back. Exactly. An right. RV 250 kills them both. Oh, of course. But, but that, it's, that idea is that if Honda wanted 
right? If Honda wanted to produce a G400C or mash, whatever market you want to call it in, if they wanted to slap the letter CL400 on the side of it, that's all they need to do. Yep. That's yeah, it. But, they, but that probably costs so much more money than that piece of shit. It's like that Navi or whatever the, yeah, John's right, favorite right, bike is. Right, the Navi. Yeah. Right. It's true. And so it is funny that that bike, so in, in year of our Lord 2004, that Honda Helix was kicking over $5,000. And there's no excuse for that because I think that in 2004, if you got a CF Moto Fashion, which was the same bike, um, let's see what a CF Turn Moto. Left. Fashion. Right. Turn I think it was called right. the CF Moto Fashion. What did Where's the Morpheus come out? Or Morpheus. The Morpheus, still one of my favorite guilty pleasure bikes ever. I don't know exactly what year it came out, but I'm going to buy one someday. The CF Moto Freedom, a.k.a. Fashion, is a clone of the Honda Helios. Um, so I don't see if I can find an actual price point. Well, if Honda but wanted to make an exciting bike, what, would they, what should they do? What would your Honda, if you were a Honda and you're like, we're going to make something. We're not going to follow everybody else. Right. We're going to make something new and crazy, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. like, what would you do? Well, check this out. So the my Kawasaki Z900. Mm -hmm. They they you they, take the Kawasaki Z900 and set it beside a CB1100, and it's like this is the problem. Right. right. No, I but agree. that's what I'm saying. So yeah. if Honda could, if they could have brought out a new version but kept the look of the original CB750, mm -hmm. I think it would have sold. We we touched on this a little bit. Okay, you you came out with the CB1100 boring mm -hmm. yeah. and a lot of people actually bought it they were excited for it they bought them but now they're going for about forty five hundred five thousand dollars now it's time to up the bar right now you you re-release it tune it up give it 120 horsepower give it some new body work make it look really retro and that would be exciting yeah, yeah it would that only would be although you'd still be way late to the game because even you know because kawasaki and yamaha and just about everybody else is well, i think the same i think Personally, I'd They've even come out with a new Katuna. Unless you're, buying, <laughs> unless you're buying like a straight track bike and stuff, because sport bikes seem to be falling off the radar. Um, and all the angular shit, hopefully, is slowly going away. All the fucking right. transformer tails and all the rest I, of it. I honestly think Yamaha is one of the more exciting companies right now. Yamaha right. is coming out with some really cool stuff. Yeah. Different engine layouts, triples, whatever, like cool bikes. Yeah. The only thing really exciting that Honda has actually done is the monkey bikes. Those are, but are they really exciting? And the Africa Twin. It can hang, the Africa Twin was actually, so I would consider sort of a groundbreaking. Yeah, bike. but the world's yeah, in flux absolutely. right now. And what are you going to do when they cut off your, ga your gas? Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that nobody knows really what's going to happen. Is it going to swing back towards fossil fuel? Is it going to, are we going to have steam powered vehicles? There's, okay. <laughs> uh, there's, what's no. going to happen? We're going to be pulling wood burn, like wood Fossil gas. Fossil fuels are going to be around equipment. for another 20 years. There's, there just literally is not enough material to make that many batteries. No, but what I'm saying is there's no. not, the, there's not that much no. copper to make that many motors. I know, but what I'm saying is what, where is it going and what are they going to do? Are they going to invest in a design that, that is going to be, I mean, are you going to keep putting R&D into internal combustion engines or are you going to say, well, this is probably, as far as we're going to go with this, we have 39, 40% out of this thing. That's about as good as we can get. Uh, in 20 years, we will have enough, you know, everybody will be riding electric vehicle. So do we put any more money in this? I don't know if there'll ever be enough. I mean, when you look at the mass quantity well, of battery that you would need. There's not going to be enough. Lithium. I mean, and even, you know, maybe the only the answer is like maybe the solid state batteries or something that doesn't require that. Uh, but. The point is that, well, that's what Toyota's investing in or, or trying to, to, 
you know, trying to get. But I think the point is, is to reduce the mobility of the human race. And then the grid. I mean, like right now there's brownouts everywhere. Like Nobody's, what if everybody was driving an electric car? It'd be even worse. So, Well, I'm just saying that they just don't want you to drive. They don't want you to use the fuel. They don't want you to whatever. That's I mean, great. That's the way it's going. And that's what I Walk. mean. Walk. That's what they want. Walk and ride your bicycle. That's what they want? That's what they I don't want. think they yeah. want that. I Who think, is they? I don't, right. I was going to say. They is them. I think they and them, <laughs> I think they and them are these, these interesting bogeymen, like this concept that we come up with. But I really, I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys a little heartbreaking insight. They don't give a fuck about you, man. Yeah. They, Nobody they gives really a fuck don't. about the, They don't give the a fuck about man. you. And, and honestly, if, if we are in. Go eat cake. And we're if, if we're in you know I will if we're in gasoline powered cars, right? Which is what the planet's covered in right now, and gasoline is making billionaires into trillionaires, then we're still going to be driving gasoline cars. When gasoline's not making billionaires into trillionaires anymore, then that shit'll wander away, right? Who's and the richest man in the world? The guy making electric cars. Depends, right, right. And well, it, so it also, the, yeah, the electric right. cars are just going to make millionaires into billionaires too, right, yeah, and billionaires right. into trillionaires. But I, it's going to be I, the same racket. Well, I've I'm, been in, I've been selling motorcycles. People who own, who own stock in yeah. lithium and own the lithium I've mines. Been, and own I've been in the motorcycle mines. industry for a super long time, and in 2008, a lot of people said, "Oh, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to spend any money buying a, you know a gasoline powered car because they don't want us to have gas." They're going to cut back the gas. They're going to cut back the gas. I'm telling you guys, it's cyclic. It's just cyclic. It's going to suck for a while, and then it's not going to suck anymore. 2008 was really weird around here, right? And then 2009 happened. And 2009 was extraordinarily painful. A lot of my friends lost their jobs and lost their houses and lost everything. And the people that survived 2009 went on to 2010, et cetera, and here we are today. You can't even buy a 2010 car. Right. Yeah. Do you remember how, yeah. like, nothing yeah. sold? Yeah, nothing sold. And, and, then, and then we did cash for clunkers. Right, yeah. So now, now that's the reason why even used cars are so expensive, because all those cash for clunkers took out a lot of good cars. Yeah. I mean, like I people, can, look, people I, taking I, a perfectly good Volvo and dumping rocks into it. Like, yeah, I, that car was good for 300,000 miles. I did my it. share. And there, that's the other thing, too. It's like, oh, my God. Those like, would have been the cars that, that poor people could have drove today. Yeah, but each person that did cash for clunkers, Bought a scooter? Did one car. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Cash for Clunkers program that everyone is like, it took so many great cars off the road. On your best day of taking advantage of the Cash for Clunkers program, John McElfresh could only turn in one car. Never turn in anything to that fucking plan. Well, I did, and it worked out great. And I did turn in a Cash for Clunkers, and it did, it absolutely functioned the way it should. I also took advantage of presidents that offered me a 50% rebate for putting new windows in my house and it cut my gas bill dramatically you know um, i do look at programs if i were to buy an electric motorcycle i would get the federal tax rebate for up to 30 percent because i bought an electric vehicle i would not leave that money sitting there i'm not so out to prove my ethics that i'm going to leave eight thousand dollars sitting on the table or I'm not going to leave my shitty old windows in my house when somebody's going to pay for half of my windows getting made new again. I mean, I, who would who would not do? I mean, you have to be an idiot not to take advantage of those kind of programs. I know a lot of people that say that's 
That's that president's program, and I won't play along with that. Well, then they're idiots. They're idiots. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that president doesn't care about your subtle protest. I'll take free health care. I'll take free right. education. Exactly. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Right, exactly. That's so, the thing. Anybody that plants their flag in any person or government, yeah. whatever, you're an idiot. Well, I don't believe in it. Right. I'd prefer that we just... I just like to got, say... You may, if it happens, I'm going to take it. You I may mean, or may I got not, a kid that's going right. to go to college. You may or may not, not be in a cult. if I don't have to. You, know, you get to a certain point where it kind of looks like a cult. Yeah. So how about this instead? Let's acknowledge the fact. Here's Let's play this one out. Do you think, raise your hand at this table, if you think that in the next 40 years, 40, 40 years, do you think that in the next 40 years, anyone is going to make it illegal to drive a 1969 Dodge Charger? They better not. Hold on. I'm just asking. (laughs) Do you think? I'm saying no. At this table, anybody is going to make it illegal to drive a 1969 Dodge In California, Charger. it'll probably be illegal in the next 10 years. I don't think it'll be illegal. No, but it'll, it'll be, be inc- really expensive. Thank you. And inconvenient. Exactly. And very right. inconvenient right. to do. I was going to say, if and my, there's my, not going to be that many of them, so nobody's going to make a I mean, California's trying like to try to get rid of weed whackers like next year and chainsaws. I mean, now Chris, I'm getting now rid of Chris's weed point, whackers right now. Chris's point is really good because, believe it or not, you can go right now today and you can purchase, you can purchase a completely built... Model A using modern, you know, on, on vintage tooling that's resurrected at the Henry Ford. And they sell Model A's that are built on original tooling at the Henry Ford. So here we are over a hundred years after that particular vehicle was produced. And you can still, if you're an enthusiast, you can still go buy one today. And you I can buy the gas start, to put in it. People are going to start making their own fuel, either running your car on yeah, alcohol. Shiners, you don't man. have to, guys. Or doing you wood. don't have to because your 1919 Ford is still viable. Nobody said you weren't allowed to drive it, even though it's goddamn dangerous by today's road standards. Even though driving it is nothing like driving a modern car. It's more like driving a tractor. But that 1969 Dodge Charger. Now, will there be many of them left? Well, Chris, there's going to be a lot of them left because they produced hundreds of thousands of them. You can probably buy every piece of that car. You could build just like that. And with companies like Bowtie Incorporated, you can buy any part you want for a 66 Impala and build the thing from the tits up. But they're they're trying to ban the Hellcat motor. Like there's only one or two more years of Hellcat motor. I appreciate the living hell out of trying to ban it. And I I understand people that have reasons to want to ban it. If I want a 700 horsepower motor, why shouldn't I be able to have one if I want to? If you don't want to buy it from the the guy who builds it with the big sign out front that says Dodge... You can buy it from the guy that says Lingenfelter or the guy that says whatever tuning house. But unless you really do believe with all your heart that in 40 years, they're going to make it illegal for you to own and drive a 1969 Dodge Charger. I'm worried about making it illegal to even drive at all. In 40 years, you might not be allowed to drive your own vehicle. Or if they really, if if when when self-driving vehicles really come out and become adopted... They're going to, what's very quickly going to happen is like, it's not the self-driving vehicles are the problem. Yep. It's the people who aren't self-driving. They're running into us. So yep. nobody can sell, everybody has to self-drive. So this system the works. The people who are going to be in charge of the government in 40 years are going to be the same people that are in charge of the government right now. Mm. Old white men and the relatives of old white men. And old white men consider 1969 Dodge Chargers to be church, right? They will not make that 
experience of owning well, it, a vintage American. No, it'll, it'll be, be it'll be the Civic. It'll be the okay, ninety seven years. Uh, when you look at what our kids want, what right. my kids want, they want the self driving car. Right. Yeah, They're like, of course they do. I just jump in the car. Of course they do. And I can play with my phone. Right. And just not even do anything. It takes right. me where I want to go. Yes, I'm yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be taking away your '66 Volkswagen Beetle. Kids I don't, don't think even want to drive be, these days. Right. They don't no. even want to get their license. And now gas might cost twenty-seven and a half dollars a gallon, but Jay Leno motherfuckers are still going to have a fleet of cars, and they will take the special license test that Jay says Jay Leno that will be dead in four years. I know he will, but his kids will be taken over. You know, or somebody's kids will be taking over. Nope, they're selling that shit off quicker than yeah. fucking shit. Well, I think that in our country we've learned that. <laughs> I think the cheapest right. thing in the world right. is going to be vintage shit. Like the yeah. bottom's going to drop out. It's yeah. going to be like, oh wow, that fifty thousand. Hey, man, the, the Michimakins and everything. It's going to be like. Whoo. Oh, five years ago when all the Cushman people all died at the same time, right? <laughs> a Cushman went from being a $10,000 toy that came in a $20,000 trailer just for the $10,000 toy. That went back. That price corrected to $3,000 right quick in a hurry. Yeah. You know? And that has happened several times in our sphere, right? I pre-war, think good. you know, pre-war classic cars in the mid-80s, you couldn't give that shit away. Nobody wanted it. The a million dollar going, vintage the Porsche. The were going for like in the 30s to 50s. And then like five years ago, 10 yeah. years ago, yeah. you could buy them for 14, 10 to 14,000. Exactly. Right. So everything's cyclic. Yeah. But I don't think at any point they're going to make it illegal for Steve to have uh, a 1983 Suzuki GS850. I don't think they're going to make it illegal. I think they might make the fuel expensive. And I think it might just be like if you're going to go out and operate your vintage boat, you're going to have to go get gas for it. But you know what? Right. I, I mean, I've already had a meeting. We had a, a company meeting at work. Yeah. And they are concerned company about... meeting at work. Well, well yeah. Like a whole company, well, not about, just my department or something. You're talking about the exhaust. So they're really, it used to be you, you could buy a bike and you put a, you know, an exhaust on it. Then it was like, oh, no, that ha- it has to be stamped for off-road use. Well, that's, you know, like that's now, what they're getting at. All that it's already before. happened. Yeah. Well, that's what this meeting is. It's right. like there, a lot of these places, I don't think it's going to ban the cars, but I right. think you're going to have to have a stock car. I don't think you're going to be able to have a no ref, No reflashed issues, no nothing, nothing like. In Europe already, it's hard for KTM to operate in Austria because there's nowhere in Austria that you're allowed to run a dirt bike. Hmm. Okay? So if you want to run a dirt bike in Austria, you got to first leave Austria. Okay? <laughs> then in racing, too, they, they have nothing to do with Europe. Of course. And they right. run uh, right. a limit to displacement. Right. So, yeah. it, and maybe your displacement limit is going to be one liter. And there's always or going a- to be this ridiculous competition where we are, at the end of the day, we're going to say, stop. What do you care about? Well, man, I got to get down that quarter mile as fast as possible. Great. Then continue burning nitromethane, continue scattering a motor every 10 runs, or slide over here into this electric-powered slingshot we have, and you will beat everybody here, and then you can drive it home with the air conditioning on, right? And stop it, you know, Giant Eagle on the way home and get groceries. The day that they can run an electric car at 3.3 at 3 second quarter right. mile at 330 miles right. an hour, they will, they'll change people's minds. I think they're already there. Uh, really? Yeah. What's the fastest? I don't know. Car? I do not know right now, but I think if we got, we got deep down into it. I'm certain that there is very little that can't be done squeezing electrons. Yeah. And, and if, I think if we postured on it and took a little bit of time to figure it out, I think that people were making ridiculous quarter mile runs 
obscene quarter mile runs even 20 years ago on electricity. Hmm. Outrageous runs. I mean, you could make a, a, a good run with a Tesla. I mean, the, yeah. the high-end Teslas. The four-wheel. The plan. Four yeah. But, but it, that's not going to, you're not going to beat a, a, like a railer with a, a Tesla. You're not going to beat. Right. Top fuel, like yeah, I'm going tomorrow. Fuel, to fuel. Yeah, I'm yeah. Going yeah. tomorrow. Saying, like, that kind of stuff, you're not going right. to beat. Look, I'm for fuel economy. Mm -hmm. I, like I said before, I think everything should have a turbo because that's right. a win-win. Get better fuel economy and more horsepower, and that's right. a two hundred, three hundred dollar part to manufacture. It's not really even going to make the the cost of the vehicle go up that much. Mm -hmm. So make that law right now. Right. Then you'll know. That's why you don't know. <laughs> and then, and that's why you don't know. But it makes my ears sweat. Yeah, but that's and you uh, really have sweaty ears. <laughs> drip all over. So I do. I do think that. Oh, by there the will be no. And I actually, I have no problem with. If you want to give me a, a Carmen Ghia, an old, give me, give me a fucking fifty-year-old or sixty-year-old Carmen Ghia, and if I look at that thing and I'm just like, God, that's fucking gorgeous, man. That's just beautiful. I just want to get in that thing and just drive it around, right? And then if you tell me, I'm, well, I got bad news for you. What's the problem? Uh, it's got a hydrogen fuel cell motor in it. All right. Yeah, cool. That's great. I don't give a fuck. Oh, well, it runs on batteries. I'm cool with that. That's great. It's got a Mr. Fusion. I'm fucking cool with that. Bring it on, baby. It runs on a series of uh, elastic rubber bands that late at night we have pigs out in the back running on treadmills to, to wind up, and then you get to drive it for 42 miles, and then you have to hook it back up to the pigs again. Fucking hey, man. I'm still cool with that. Yeah. Because it's still cool. It's still fun, and it's still cool. I, that's My point's not to not go to electric. Right. My point is that the resources to go to electric yeah. aren't available yet to be able to do that. Yeah, and there's all... I think it just creates its own big mess. It's just another bigger mess. Right, right. and that's all I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I own electric... I mean, you. Yeah. everybody knows I own electric motorcycle. I ride it to work. Right. And I, I mean, I love it. It's fast. It's fun. Yeah. It's cheap. Right. You know, it, it does everything I want it to do. And I'm not saying I would rather ride that than a gasoline-powered one right, right now because then I don't pay, you know, an extra 10 bucks to go back and forth or whatever. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that I'm lucky that I could afford to buy one. Right. And so I was, I was lucky that I got one. But if I didn't have it and I was forced to get one, I wouldn't have one. Right. How many, I would have I would have an electric bicycle, but right. those are thirty five hundred bucks. Right. How many people here in the podcast have in their lifetime, in their entire lifetime, washed clothes with a gasoline powered washing machine? Anyone? Because I have. No, so but we had a gasoline. I, I want one back. We we had a gasoline powered in in our house. We had a gasoline powered. It was a leftover thing, right? We had a gasoline powered washing machine. Right. And believe it or not, in this country, for a very, very long time, that was the way you could buy a washing machine. That was there were manual ones, too. Absolutely. And I got my fingers caught in the rollers. In the rollers. Right. Yeah. Ah. There's one of those in the new house that I'm buying. I hope it stays there. So my point being is that washing machine technology moved quite a bit forward and we have abandoned certain sources of power for washing machine technology and looked and never looked back at them again. 
Nobody is even offering a gasoline-powered washing machine anymore. It sounds right? funny. It well, sounds I think, insane. Uh, I right? mean, gasoline-powered necktie. I think. Right. I think the rural electrification program had something to do. With exactly. It. Right. I like this. How about the electric? But the electric's free. Right. The electric's yeah. free. Right. Your car is a slot car. Yeah. Right. You just jump on the highway. You get on the slot. Yeah. And you get oh, from right. A to B for free. The, right. the government pays for the electricity. Hey, and I don't I, have to have a battery. And I have no problem with we any of that. to get to your slot. Right. No, can I, have, I, I can I run use gas. Use my gasoline-powered hair dryer. <laughs> it, says, it says Vespa on it. It says Vespa on the side. <laughs> twice around the block, dry. <laughs> and and I totally and I completely love that. I mean, like that's that jam. I spent you know I spent a week riding electric back and forth to work every day just to see, just to kind of like what is the visceral experience. And so two days I rode a scooter. And three days I rode an electric, two different electric motorcycles. And I just did an entire week of commuting on electric purely just to see. And I'm, I don't live five miles away. I've got 18 miles each way. So 18 mile each way commute. And then, of course, for the past week, I've been riding GTS, Vespa GTS. I've been riding the FLHP, the Harley Davidson. Uh, I did the, I did the uh, Yamaha 600, the FZ. Uh, did uh, several different bikes, gasoline-powered bikes. None of them got me to or from work any faster than the others. But I will say this, that putting gas in the Vespa, putting, you know, and being like, oh, shit, I got to get in for gas, right? And But plugging the bike in at night, so like literally getting the machine home and just plugging it in. Because I do not do the nerd type of charging. I do not do the, hold on, I got to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning to unplug this so I don't hit 99%. I don't live well, that is way. Is something wrong with that? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, thanks. Hey, I do don't mean? care if my battery lasts 12 cycles less than your battery does. I will plug my bike in when I go to bed, and I will unplug it when I'm getting on it to drive away. Wait, so if you unplug it at 99%, it's... There better. are people that buy timers <laughs> for their electric vehicles so that their vehicle never charges over 97%. That is an entire world. But don't they have engineers at these places yeah, making... Obsessive the, compulsive We like disease. to say that if you think you're doing something awesome, some other engineer thought of it before you did, so the top of your battery, 100%, isn't really 100% if it could hurt say, you. Yeah. The bottom of your battery is not 0% if it could hurt it. So there's a false top and a false bottom there for everyone, just like the fucking world you live in is Nerf, okay? Well, just like your gas tank. Yeah. You, it says it's empty right. and it's still got gas in it, so I mean... Right. People are fucked up. And, I mean, yeah. people are just... Right. I've got a 28-gallon ga gas tank in my Ford F-150, and I've never, no matter how much the needle was doing push-ups on the stick, I've never been able to put more than 26 gallons into it. There you go. You know, it's empty when it's fucking empty. Except right? for Ladyboy. Ladyboy's uh, <laughs> all the way to the empty, you yeah. fill it up with... 3.8 gallons. With 3.8 gallons, your right. feet are covered in diesel fuel. <laughs> it is funny. I've got a couple of vehicles like that where I'm like Japanese small car vehicles where it, it's a 660cc motor. So they're not dragging around 12 gallons of gas with them. It's so funny to fill a gas, a gasoline powered automobile with five gallons and just be like, it's full. <laughs> Fuck, that's hilarious. It's you nice know. now too because it is. Nice right. yeah. It used to be you fill your bike up, but it was like ten bucks. Now it's like thirty bucks. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just I'm like it's, what? it is exactly My Ultima what it was is. eighty dollars. I'm like <laughs> yeah. eighty bucks. Yeah, that's, like that's it bad. never was. 
You guys never lived in Europe. My passport, <laughs> well, my passport was three, <laughs> and I have no intention of right. ever doing yeah, so. I mean, for very obvious reasons. For for me, if if I knew I was going to be driving the car to work and I had to go put gas in the car, I don't care. I would go to a PX so I could buy fuel coupons. And this way I was getting my gas at the same price they paid in America due to parity. But if I was traveling and I had to buy gas at the Exxon or at the Esso station and I paid what the Germans were paying for gas, it, Germans. it made my heart cry. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, I just spent $9 a gallon in the 90s for gasoline you know Ooh, that smells like a garbage bag Wait, was that mercedes that you was that mercedes that you said you drove you told yeah, me grandma's mercedes that? Yeah. yeah was that a diesel or was that a gas oh. no it's a gasser yes yeah, it was a gas uh, in europe it's i mean it's, they're very predatory against driving yeah. i mean it's like you can drive down a block and have five speed cameras it's like they're trying to force you to walk oh no no they're not trying to force you to ride walk they're profiting from your insistence on driving the car. Yeah. They know that you're not going to walk. Trust me. Yeah. They know that they could find you and find you and find you and find you again. Yeah, and you're just going to eat another cheeseburger and drive a slightly smaller car. <laughs> but we did it. We were caught. I was driving a Fiat Panda. And we're, the place I wanted to go had a sign I couldn't read that said, don't go past this sign between the hours of X and Y or you're going to get a $300 ticket. Because they didn't want any automotive traffic in that particular part of the city between 9 p.m. and 3 in the morning or whatever, you know, 5 in the morning. Because they wanted that to be a, a, an area where people could go and walk around and enjoy the, the 900-year-old buildings. Hmm. And my dumbass was like, there's a spot right there. And so what do you do? I pulled in and I dranky, dranky, drank and I 80, 88. And by the time it was time to leave, some camera had taken a picture of my license plate. And I got a $300 uh, gift. A $300 award for being in the wrong part of Italy at the wrong time of night. Well, at least my fiat was. And what do we do then? Okay, well, we change our behavior and we don't go to that part of town anymore. We go over here and we park and we, we do that. Get a better translation. Stay out of Lindale. Stay, stay out of Lindale. Well, I hear Wayne's going to be the new Maryland. I heard that. <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. That's not for podcast consumption. Oh, that would be awesome. That is so not. So I do have some news, and that is that uh, talking about deposits, and sometimes you lose a deposit, I canceled my trip to Germany. I was going to go to Germany after uh, AMA Vintage Days. Um, I had paid the deposit and everything to uh, uh, Liaud Adventures, you know. Uh, Demand it back and scream. And no, I did not. Phone. I wrote him a very nice letter and said I won't be able to come. We're overbooked. I mean, we are overworked at the shop. I can't. I can't leave my shop for two weeks right now. I just can't do it. I can't go and fuck off around Europe. I wonder if it's a trans. Could you transfer your deposit and say, "Look, I paid my deposit. If somebody else comes and takes it, I bet you. Yeah. Why not? Ready? You're not getting go, it baby. back. Go, go, go to Germany. I was already out. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't afford. I didn't man. want to spend the money. I'm yeah. like, well, anyway, I mean, hey. When, Talked, is it, when is this? It, uh, it starts on four Ju weeks, July 22nd. Yeah. Uh, so I'm buying a house. No, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it starts, uh, I was going to bolt, oh, I was oh. going to bolt on that. I was going to get on the airplane on July 23rd. So Saturday at uh, I mean, mid Ohio. What should it be all together? I mean, like it's like 2,600 bucks before airfare. No, but I'm saying. Like the whole trip would cost. I was well, figuring five grand. Whatever, five grand. whatever it costs you to fly over there, and right now flying over there is pretty fucking cheap if you buy your tickets from some company that isn't based in America. Yeah. So if like you go to Lufthansa's website and don't let them know you're in Cleveland, and just buy a ticket 
from Cleveland to, to Munich, it's pretty fucking cheap. Now, if you go in through like, you know, Expedia, hey, I'm an American, well, then you're going to pay all the crap. They were but, talking about all the reasons not to go through third parties. That was on the radio yeah, this morning. They're like, right from the because you'll be the first. You like when they start cutting flights and cutting yeah. seats. Yeah. You're, you're if you buy it through United, I always or right buy through direct the, from the airline. Yeah, and because it's just the way to do it. And then I always buy it with a credit card that's like an airline based credit card because somewhere in your credit card contract it says if the trip has to be canceled for any one of these 337 reasons, we're going to refund your money, right? And there's a lot of trip insurance built into some of these travel type cards. And that's just part of why you use that card. So if your rental car blows up and your luggage gets taken out with it, you're going to get a new bag, you know, bag of shit. But here's the trick. I had to cancel it because I can't leave the shop for 14 days. I just can't do it. And it's a, it's a six day trip. I was making it a 14 day trip on my own will, but I just can't do it. I can't leave. It's too fucking crazy here. Anybody who's been around here knows it's fucking bonkers. I've heard the ladies in Germany are crying tears. Well, you know. Uh, yes, the, the people at the, the Ditches Pretzel Stand are going to be very angry at me for not showing up because I, I was one of my fucking fiend. I will fiend. You give me a giant Weizen. I mean, look at I. I'm going to leave. I would leave Germany with all their carbs, and I don't mean carburetors. Um, when yeah. I went there as a kid, I came back with two bottles and a half of Weizen yeah. in my suitcase. Fuck yeah, baby! Like I really, really am. My I'm parents pissed. are like, you brought back beer? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep it in the fridge. I yeah. want it nice and cold. I'm just going to crack them and drink them over the next few days. Yeah. I got to come down. I got to, right. <laughs> I, I need to reestablish myself. Yeah. I'm going to cut it with a little bit of rolling rock. Uh, but what's weird though, is since I'm not going on that trip, now I'm like, okay, I'm not going to like, I, my staff isn't going to fire me. Right. They're not going to have a rebel, uh, rebellion and leave. So I'm going to do mid-Ohio. Down with rebelsis. Right. But <laughs> you guys are going to have to forgive me because now I'm going to have to take Mid-Ohio to an 11. Oh, yeah. Because good. I don't have to leave there on Saturday anymore. Right. So uh, Liza, Liza was one of those phone calls with Liza where she was like, I'm so sad you can't go to Germany. But since you're going to be there the whole time, I guess you're going to make the exit strategy from Mid-Ohio a lot easier for me and all my friends that I'm bringing. Oh, nice. So Moyen and, you know, uh, Haley, uh, Belle from... Uh, London, all the people, all the celebrity guests that Liza's bringing in, well, they're all coming into Cleveland first. So what type of $500 a night RV are you going to be renting? I was thinking about that. Nah. You no, know, John, I was... It doesn't have to be 500 it Right. Be like 150 uh, Like, there's lots Well, of last time we did it, it was almost 1000 That was extravagant. Yeah, that was extravagant. That was, ex- that was exorbitant. It had a porch. It had a garage that had an upstairs bedroom. And a porch. <laughs> and a porch. Yeah. Gov- yeah. The GovDeals has two in Cleveland right now. For really? Like... 150 bucks. Like a mobile command station. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. But I mean, the so the point being, whatever it is, one, we're going to work on a shit ton of these fucking China's finest trade-ins, you know, make these bikes go away kind of thing. So yeah. we're going to have a lot of bikes ready to go from mid-Ohio. And uh, so everybody will have something to ride and sell, right? Here's your bike. Enjoy riding it. Bring me cash on Sunday. I sold my rider. You did sell your rider. You did a great job. Yeah. And so we're going to have a lot of bikes to sell and there's going to be a lot of people. So I'll be able to lean into the event. Vintage Day is a lot harder. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Really, and I mean, you guys know we love that shit. Mm. But now we're going to love it better because now I don't have to leave on Saturday, at, you know, 3 p.m. I can just let this thing be a nice, a nice, slow elimination. Plus, you know? Saturday at 3 is usually when you're tuned up enough that you buy interesting shit. Yeah, Saturday at 3 is normally a pretty <laughs> think, good time for me. I think this year I'm going to take off Monday and stay over Sunday uh, night. I don't think so. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I want to stay there. Get a little mid Ohio flu. Yeah, yeah. So I know Liza and those cats are all planning on flying out on Monday. So we'll okay. be able to do like Sunday's fun at my house. We get everything back to the house. You know, we drop the trailer off at the warehouse and do whatever we got to do. Then we get back to my house and we get the lake right there, right? Oh, yeah. So we can all just kind of go down to the lake and just very quietly wander down to the lake. You know, it's, it's close. Mm-hmm. And we wander down and we just sit there and, you know, you, you enjoy your drug of choice with your feet in the water. Maybe go to have a swim. Mm-hmm. Come back, lay out, and just chill the fuck out. Yeah. And it is just, it's the closest thing to being at a resort. And then, we, you know, we got the kayaks and the canoes and everything. So people want to go out and have fun and paddle around. They can do that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so it'll be a good time. But that's the lazy Sunday is always like the, oh, you guys got to fly out tomorrow? Yeah. What time you got to fly out? Oh, you know, four o'clock, three o'clock, whatever. Perfect. Oh, perfect. That's great. We're going to go have a 17 course breakfast. You know, they'll kick us out in time for dinner. <laughs> but yeah, I love that stuff about the Mid-Ohio trip. So it's going to be a good time. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be a real good time. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll just be all loaded for bear. And we'll just take as many U-Haul trailers as we need. <laughs> just, you know, what do you got? Well, we got Dan's big ass trailer, and then we got several trucks that can haul trailers, and we'll just pull U-Hauls behind those yep. and just fill them full of bikes. And each U-Haul is basically a seven-person apartment. True. Once you get there, True. you know. So we all have cots and stuff that we can donate to the people that are traveling from out of town, and then we also have, I have numerous van-shaped items. So if anybody's like, well, you know, I can't possibly sleep under the stars. Well, we can put you in a vintage Japanese Previa. You know? <laughs> I was debating whether your to mattress. take my RV or not and just yeah. going like light or doing it. Yeah, whatever, man. It's like 200 bucks for the RV plus 150 right. bucks in gas versus like yeah. just take my Sorento and sleep. Also, yeah. so I bought tickets like a month and a half, two months ago. Right? Yeah. Still yeah. haven't got them. Right. And so I, I went... People I, were talking about printing them online. You, yeah. That wasn't no, an option? For well, you? this is the thing. So apparently, the link I hit was directly to the AMA. Correct. And, you know, or you can buy them directly through Mid-Ohio. Correct. And so I called Mid-Ohio, and they're like, we don't have your name on here. I'm like, right. motherfucker. Right. And then they were like, did you try the AMA? I was like, no, I didn't know that was an option. Right. And exactly. so I did. And then so the AMA is like, we'll be sending them out seven days before the that's event. That's what they did last year. Yeah. What the it fuck was is a, wrong no, with that? No, that's them? what they do. Yeah, but what if you're like, what if you're seven days away? Like, but you if- have a confirmation that email yeah, from when yeah. you paid for it, and your confirmation email is what shows that you did what you said you did. All right. They did the same thing last year. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I was getting It's always nervous. been that way. Yeah, it's it's fine. And it's and it's it it works. Have we figured out uh, Wednesday debauchery? We're not talking about that. That's true. Yeah. Why would we even say that on a podcast? No, I'm just saying because you know we usually get together and we just hang out. We can here talk about right. that later. Exactly. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Why would we even talk about that? Wednesday night we go to Porco. Somebody's right, got to right. edit that out. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't say what the debauchery was. Uh, no, no, no. You're not getting away from that. Oh, this guy. Don't worry, you'll be naked in a field. Look, right, this guy's exactly. busting my balls, yeah. but he had to go home from a ride on Saturday because he forgot to shut his fucking choke off. Oh, <laughs> fucking choke, man. Oh, I hate that. You run around with the choke dip shittery going on there. Oh, man. Oh. Something's wrong. I think my bike is broken. It won't run right. Uh, and then his son texts me later, by the way, Dan mm-hmm. didn't shut his choke off, so the bike wasn't working. I switched a bike from reserve. I, re- I was riding on the freeway on an old CB750, and I had always done myodometers, so I knew that at 120 miles, I had to switch to reserve, or right. give or take. And so I'm hauling ass down the freeway, just having a great fucking time, and the bike does the whole, like, I'm running out of gas thing. So, yeah, we all been there. You reach down, switch that bitch over to reserve. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, but Suzuki's, Yamaha's, and Hondas have not agreed upon what direction their fuel taps go ever, <laughs> ever. There's no consistency at all. Suzuki sometimes doesn't even have an off, right? Nope. It just has a prime yeah. for some stupid and, reason. And if you put it on prime, you will wake up with your garage full of gas. Full of gas, absolutely, yeah. right? Because it says, you know, hey, float needles, be damned, right? Right. So I'm rolling down the road, and I was like, this is great. I'm having a good time, but, you know, I got some time. Oh, yeah, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So I reach down, and I switch it. Not having it. Uh, not having it. And shit only got worse. You put it back on tank. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my fucking God, man. And I was, I couldn't figure, I was so pissed. And I had gone back and forth between on and stop, on and off, four times. <laughs> and never managed to get it to reserve, which is where I really needed to be. Right. Right? And so I would get it. To between the two, and I was like, there's just no way in the world that all the way back by my knee is going to be anything other than go. Right. And I had gone, and I literally made it to the side of the road, and I'm just, you know, and I'm doing the thing where you've got the choke on, because it's magic. When you run out of gas, you put the choke on, and all of a sudden the bike can go like a little bit further. Right. Because you're, you know, you're changing your whole mix up. And I was like, God damn it, on the side of the road, got the choke on, and my dumb ass is like, oh, fuck, you dipshit, you never put it in reserve. You were fighting between on and off. So I put the thing in reserve. Cool. Great. Get back on the freeway. I'd left the joke on. <laughs> Honda inline four cylinder, four pipes that used to be chrome. Oh, yeah. And they're not chrome anymore. Nope. I left the choke on 75 miles an hour, just reefed on it for another 40 miles. And I. We've I'm surprised you got 40 miles. I got on that. 40 miles on that. And I was like, so I got in the gas station. I'm like, God, it's running like shit. Because, you know, when you get to that bottom of the tank, when you get to reserve, you know that's where the gravel is. You know yeah. that's where the water is. What you did know I that's suck where all up? the garbage is. What am I sucking up right now? And I had a long way to go to the next gas station. I just had to and suck it up. a short time to get there. Fuck me over. I was thinking everything was the problem, except for my dumb ass <laughs> left to choke on. It was an ID10T it error. It was an ID10T error. No shit. And I'm like, okay, well, now these pipes are blue. Yeah. Oh, the pipes are blue. That's great. You know, blue, been on choke for a whole long time. Blue. Which explains why I got a good long range out of that. <laughs> oh, fuck me running. I was so embarrassed. And I choke on the whole time. And I was like, again. the bike's like, I need a beer. <laughs> well, because what happened is, you know, on those bikes, the choke, the choke knob was down by the tap. Yeah. So, of course, mm -mm, yeah, dumbass. It happened. Got me. Fucking God. It happens to the best of them, right? Dude, <laughs> it's not it's not a unique experience no. to fucking leave a choke lever on. Uh, I have also been the guy that did run the bike on Prime. Oh. Ran the Suzuki on Prime and forgot about it. Because, yeah. you know, you got to put it on Prime to start it. I don't, but yeah. Yeah. So I put it on Prime to start it. And then, you know, two minutes later, three minutes later, shut the choke off. Push the choke in. Still riding. Having a great time. Prime doesn't tell you when you get to the bottom of the gas tank. You do not switch from prime to reserve. Prime is reserve. Prime is all of it. Prime is it. When you run out of gas on prime, the only thing you know is you're out of gas. There is no, I'm going to lean the bike over to the left for double secret reserve. Maybe if you're lucky. Yeah, I call prime the end of the season, clean the gas tank out yeah. in the floor uh, button. Uh, in the floor button. <laughs> There's something about a leaky pet cock that probably saves a lot of bikes. Yeah. 
Because they just empty themselves. They just drain themselves. Like my mower, right. it leaks. I could fix it. Yeah. But I kind of like that it just empties itself right. every time I use yeah. it. And with my mower too, I never, in my history of owning my mower, I have never parked it with gas in it. Huh. Because if, when I'm done doing my yards, when I'm, when I'm finished, right, there's going to be a, a little bit in there, right? But I'll make sure to detail, I'll do the detail work, right? Until the son of a bitch runs dry. Because when it runs dry, it runs dry. Those plastic carburetors do not like sitting with gas in them. I, only put a, I just put a little splash in there, yep. just enough to do the yard. Yeah. Now I run them dry every single time. Because we had a gentleman today who came in with a bike that had 63 miles on it. And the bike's from 2004. Oh, jeez. Now, the good news is the gas that was in it was from 2004. <laughs> which, which was still gas. Wow. Right. Impressive. So it was still gas. But there was a problem because, you know, you're going to make it run, but you can't trust him to only put boat gas in it. My right. buddy has a hurricane uh, that I'm very interested in, but right. he doesn't want to sell. He bought it. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, that thing's been sitting for like 15, 16 yeah. years. I'm right. like, just go cut the fuel lines. Do something. Get right. the gas out. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I looked in there. It looks really bad. I'm like, well, do something about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, this thing was a train like, give wreck. Give me the bike. Give yeah. me the bike. Yeah, that's exactly the right answer. You're clearly not using it. No, I've already talked to him, and guys that don't talk into microphones don't get bikes. Ah. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, and the. Uh, can I have a blue mic from now on? They're better mics. <laughs> the, the message thing, uh, you know, John was being uh, beguiled for his uh, uh, emanations. He was being so, maligned yeah. for his odiferous emanations. Right. Right. So, yeah. Well, today we almost today we almost had the trifecta. Oh <laughs> yeah, we were going for it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had Blue Sky and Kudrowski's. I pulled the pro move. What the fuck's a Blue Sky? Blue, Blue Sky, Sky is a restaurant up in. They have one in Amherst and one in uh, Elyria. If you ever get a chance to go there, hit it. Vast menu, excellent food, home style cooking. Okay. Like my sandwich was. The Blue Sky Breakfast Sandwiches, you can, your choice of meat, but it comes with a potato pancake and two eggs over easy and like three slices of cheese. So you ate this for dinner? That was breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> so I went to okay. pick that up. So that and was breakfast. Of course, right around the corner was Kudrowski's, which is home of the Snoogle. Oh. So I had to go get the, so I'm like, you know, Steve was bitching he wanted donuts, so I got donuts too. Okay. And then we all... Then we, so Wait we a second. That's still breakfast. That's, that's just, that's that's just yeah. breakfast. That was first and that's second breakfast. breakfast. So that's breakfast dessert, right? Okay, yeah. got it. That's breakfast dessert. And then? Then we wanted to do dairy twist, but we decided lunch? not to. We didn't do dairy twist. No, because we were all... Or is that going to be a midday snack? We had donuts for lunch. Everybody was laying on the God. floor. Did you oh guys my passed out? God. You would have had a coronary. There would have been, there would have been ambulances if you would have So tomorrow we're going to dairy twist. Oh, good. <laughs> I had a cliff bar. Yeah. I had yeah. a banana. Right. <laughs> I didn't have a I had I had eggnog in my coffee. That's the way I like it. Where are you getting eggnog this time of year? Mark's has CF Burgers eggnog. Still there and in, in their regular dairy case. And it's uh and how's it dated? It's uh, this the one I got today expires on August nineteenth. No shit. Eggnog keeps a long time. Hartzlers might still be making something. Yeah. Yeah, they Marks will legitimately keep a stock of eggnog there for me because I put yeah, it in my coffee. Common. Nothing, yeah. nothing quenches a thirst like a good glass of eggnog on a, good, on a ninety-five on a, degree on a, day on a hot day <laughs> with some bourbon in it. Yeah. On a hot day, yeah, on a hot day, you just need a nice mm. shot of eggnog. 
Yeah. I was handing him out at the marathon. <laughs> hey, man. I like their croissants. It's a it's a croissant. Yeah. Glazed. Glazed croissant. A glazed croissant. Oh, you thought it was croissant. stuffed with cheese, but it wasn't stuffed with cheese. No, I think it was. No, that's after John fucked cheese. it. What the <laughs> hell, <laughs> man? These noodles are, are stuffed with... Uh, Sweden cream cheese. Steve yeah. always eats his donut opposite ass of the asshole. Right. So, yeah, yeah, you start right. Yeah. He goes yeah. in face first. Yep. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Mike, it's a God, rule. man. It's a rule that cannot be broken. Fair enough. I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I just, like, to me, I can I get here at about 8. I fire, I fire up the shop at about 8. We get everything done and, you know, wait for the, the you know, the throngs of people to show up at 11. And... But I mean, I got a lot of stuff to do. So usually at about 10 o'clock, I get my coffee with my eggnog in it. And that's good. And then I'll usually eat something that resembles a high protein count bar, right? 20, at least 21 grams of protein. And then I that's had, it, man. I that's had 21 it. grams of protein and about 70 grams of carbohydrate, and ah, 40 grams of sugar, man. 60. Yeah. Sugar. Yeah. After you left today, I made two half pound burgers and ate those. Oh, (laughs) you needed a little touch up. What the hell, man? Did you put them on donuts? Jesus I should have put Christ. on donuts. That's going to be the shit plan burger. It's two donuts with a fucking burger in the middle of it. Yeah, I, we with got sweet this pizza. And cream cheese. We got the burger. pizza today from City Pizza, and I had two slices of that. Yeah. And I was like, this shit is thick. Like, <laughs> it's really good pizza. It's not messing around. There is nothing about that pizza that's Papa John's. It is like, it is a big, angry pizza. You achieve maximum density eating those. Yeah, you do. No, they're really like, there's very few pizzas in the world where you eat a pizza and you got to chew your way through it. (laughs) And you do have to chew your way through that motherfucker. Ohio pie is like the opposite. It's like a real light pizza. Yeah, real crisp. But I like those too. Well, we tried to go to to Dewey's today because, like I said. uh, Pito Santana. Gavin Kohler. Said he was going to buy us lunch, so I was like, "Fuck it, Dirty Sanchez for all my friends." <laughs> and but I didn't know the Tito Santana. I've only ever called it the Dirty Sanchez. Yeah, it's Tito Santana. So I didn't know that the pizza in question, which is like nachos and pizza, had a baby. Like, I didn't. So good. I didn't That's know that pizza. pizza was called something other than the Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> so of course I call there on behalf of Cleveland Moto, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, I need to get an extra large pie." Yeah, I want to get two extra large pies. Well, which one do you want? I said, well, I want the porky fig, which is this thing they do. Mm-hmm. And I want the porky fig, and I want the uh, the, uh, the dirty Sanchez. And <laughs> and I just get silence over the phone. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, I want the porky fig, and I want the, the dirty Sanchez. You know, the Mexican one. Do you mean the Santana? Is it the Mexican one? Yeah. Then that's what I mean. Quit being elegant. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I was talking about. I can't be the only person that calls that the Dirty Sanchez. Or the Randy linebacker. You call up the next time, and they're like, can I get the Santana? No, we're calling that the Dirty Sanchez right. now. Right, <laughs> and then they tell me, well, no, that's the Dirty the Tito Santana is a seasonal. It's only good until May 31st. So it's a seasonal well, why pizza. Why would they have that? That should be during the summer. Well, uh, there's a lot of things it should be. And then the new one is arugula and hipster. Oh, right? fuck that. So I was like, well, I don't even want to get Did involved in that. chopped up hipsters on it? This deconstructed pizza. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to hand you look, a block of I'm cheese. Gonna, look, it is seriously, it is all green on the top. Like, it's all arugula and stuff. Like, our mechanics won't eat that. There's too much green on it. Yeah. 
So like they will do the meat yeah, lovers we, meat with more wow. meat. Yeah. Right. When you replace the crust with meat. Right. And and more peppers. Yeah. The the spicy one in there is fucking spicy. That a pizza bacon, in there. A bacon crust. With that's I'm, I'm interested to see this spicy That pizza, one, it's got pepperoni on it because they fucked up. I ordered th- four pizzas. I ordered one all vegetarian. I ordered this one, which is this Roma pepper, portobello, papabello, just take a pepper, pepper, whatever. Off. Yeah, there's a few pepper. in there. Right. And then, and whatever. And so the, the vegetarian pizza didn't get made. I guess there's rules or Sanchez something. Sanchez ate it. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, but I got there and the, I, I went and picked it up in the uh, Honda Gyro delivery roof scooter, right? Yeah. The Honda Gyro Canopy. Uh, no co Pete's it's bike. It's up to 4,000 miles now. No, no. Sorry, Pete. But it is the longest it's gone since I've owned it because I had all the I had to go all the way down to West 117th. Wow, all right. So I had it at maximum velocity, 55 kilometers per hour indicated. Right. It won't go faster. I have hit the maximum speed limiter. It actually will slow the bike down. So I was going under the little dip under the railroad overpass yeah. over there at about 130th, uh, 140th. And when I went under the dip, the bike was like, whoa, whoa, fella. Whoa, 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 whoa. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. I know you're pinned wide open, but I'm not letting you go any faster. Speed light's blinking after The speed light just, and the speed light is so random. It doesn't like speed. And like, once you hit that speed, it just stays on. No, even when you're going the speed where it's actually holding you back, the speed light is still coming on in a very erratic fashion. And you're like, why is that light flashing? And they're like, it's not. That's just you. They have it tied into the ignition. So when yeah. the ignition dies, the light dies. The light dies. <laughs> yeah. And the dude, when I showed up to pick up the pizzas, though, because the extra large fit no problem in there with like eight inches to spare. So there's no question that is the world's greatest food delivery vehicle. Mm-hmm. The downside is I had a cop come in behind me. It has a giant orange warning triangle in the back. Probably, probably a good idea. But it also has a Michigan license plate. And a Michigan moped license plate is one and a half inches wide slice of reflective duct tape. Mm-hmm. And that's the license plate. It's just a piece of tape. That's all it is. And I don't know if it's meant to go on the fork of your moped or on the back fender of your moped or on your helmet of your moped. I don't fucking know where it's supposed to go. But it's just on the back of the thing right now. And it's just a little green strip. And if you read it carefully, it does say that it's a Michigan moped plate. And it's good for another two years or whatever. So the cop kind of pulled in behind me like he was going to do something about it. And he hung on behind me for a little while like he was going to do something about it. And then I pulled a couple of really clever moves with my three and a half horsepower (laughs) and just dusted him. I didn't dust him. It was more about I put the people that were turning left between me and him. Nice. And so I made it so he had to go around a few people if he really wanted to pull me over. And he wasn't that committed to the idea. So when I pulled into the... saw Dunkin' Donuts and he was like... Donuts. Yeah, well, when I pulled into the shop over here, I pulled into the shop and he kind of pulled up next to me and he kind of gave me like a little half wave kind of thing because he's like, oh, it's the guy from here. So it's it's the guy from Cleveland Moto, so it's, it's okay. It's it's all right. It's weird. See, because all we're doing is driving weird, weird vehicles in circles around here. Every day I take two and a half tons of cardboard over to the street, the school around the corner and dump two and a half tons of cardboard in their dumpsters. Allegedly. No, they're for recycling. Right. The kids are getting oh, okay. something out of it. You know, look, it's better better here than in the landfill. Getting an extra half hour with the priest. Exactly, yeah. Oh. That's, there you go. But this is every day. Every day I take, you know, 2,000 pounds of cardboard in because the shit's getting crazy around here, man. So so did the pizza guy say anything about your unit? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you know yeah. what he said? The first thing he said was, I got to get me about 10 of those. I was like, you don't deliver. <clears throat> oh, but if I had those, I'm like, you still wouldn't do it. 
Come on, man. Dude, where like, was people your are coming to you. You could have said, like, hey, $500 deposit and I can get you 10 well, of them. Well, I can get you 10 of them. Yeah, just give me, give me 10 $500 deposits. The, the, if you wanted to deliver, everybody's had this great idea. Domino's was going to deliver and they were going to do a nationwide fleet contract with Kimco to build scooters. We had the TGB, the Taiwan Golden Bee, pizza delivery bikes here. And they're amazing. And they're 150cc strong as hell. And nobody would touch it because the insurance liability of putting somebody on a two-wheeled vehicle. And they'll Uber their tits off. They will, you know, DoorDash like a motherfucker. But the second it's the name of the franchise on the actual vehicle, no, they don't want it. It's too much liability. And it's not because they're worried about you hitting somebody else. They're worried about having to pay half an idiot's life expenses for the rest of their life because they got KO'd on a 50cc scooter delivering a Hungry Howie's pizza. Yes, you'd have to 1099 everybody. Everybody'd be 1099. Nope. Everybody. Pizza Buy delivery one. Rikers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's pizza delivery Rikers. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Everybody would have to be an independent contractor. Yep. And that would be it. And then you'd have to say like, okay, as part of this independent contract, you're renting the scooter from me for $35 a day or whatever it is, you know, and that's it. And you are optional. You can use your own vehicle. Or you can rent this scooter for me for $35 a day. And that would be how you did it, you know? And we'll pay you 10 bucks per pizza. Dude, I used to drive taxi cabs, and taxi cabs, what nobody realizes is whether or not you make one fare or 200 fares, you're renting that car for the day. Mm-hmm. You, the, the, the taxi cab company makes their money before you pull out of the garage. You're renting that cab every single day, you know? That's the way it worked. And if you got 10 fares, you barely squeaked by. You, you sometimes go home with no money in your pocket. Everything I know about taxi is from taxi. Ah. <laughs> well, ta- like driving an actual yellow cab was a lot like being a stripper. You pay the house fee whether or not you danced. You know, the, if you were there and you just sat at the bar and smoked cigarettes, you're still going to spend 70 or or $100 just to get on the table. All the knowledge to be there. I have come from Jim from taxi. Yeah. <laughs> That's shocking. Well, anybody got anything else? Any uh, hate mail for John? I didn't, you know, I didn't look for any particular hate mail, but there's always there's always something that that crops up. I haven't heard yeah. a joke in a while. Uh, That's not. true. Oh, you know what? I think I got something. While you're looking up for that, I'm going to look this up. Uh, apparently, we got a message that said that this is our long lost cousin. Uh, apparently, there's a, a a person on the on the Instagrambles or the uh, YouTubes. And somebody has thought that they were, this person was our long last cousin. And I think that it's, uh, is it this guy? Oh, great. So glad you did that. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Sure. Everybody thought that was super fun at home. Yeah. The, uh, but here we go. Yeah. So this is guys doing Alaska to Argentina on a Honda 90. Ooh. Yeah. C90s Adventures. I just don't know why that's. Oh, but he's the guy's traveled all over the world, though, right? I think this is the same guy around the world on a small bike. Yeah, yeah. He took it apart and put it on a boat. Yeah, and a bag yeah. And that's that bag. guy. Yep. He's cool. He's really super fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyway, a climber fell off a cliff and he was tumbling down. He caught a hold of a small branch. <clears throat> Help! Is there anybody up there? He shouted. A majestic voice boomed through the gorge. I will help you, my son. But first, you must have faith in me. Yes, yes, I trust you, cried the man. Let go of the branch, boomed the voice. There was a long pause. 
And the man shouted up again, is there anybody else up there? <laughs> I don't know, man. Your dude from last week with the, with the bum knee joke. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good joke. You missed yeah. a good joke. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we, we was, did, he was there was a bit of a ringer. Job. Yeah, he's a bit of a ringer. Yeah, the uh, what I did, uh, we we did have a problem with the RSS feed apparently. So you guys will notice if you're a podcast listeners, they've been posting up on YouTube regular, but when they're coming through uh, our 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 server for the podcast, they're getting a little fucking jacked up. So they're out. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Yeah. So they're all a bit out of order. So if you see it, don't freak out if you know if podcast number. 377 comes out before 379 or 378. Don't freak out. We know about it. So that's fine. And if it's really important to you, listen to them out of order. You'll be fine. You can hang. I, I Trust me. You can do this. Yeah, this isn't a, it's not a series. As my friend John used to say, I have faith in you. You can I do it. I believe in you. Even I if believe- you don't believe in yourself. <laughs> Ain't that the fucking sense, man. So that's about it. If anybody else has got anything else? Nah. Fuck nah. it. No. Ride fast. Take chances, man. Press the red button.